Whoa. All right, sorry let's take about it from that. The top. We're going to segue into our organic segment. We got Jeremy Silva waiting. We have the wings. JP Maxfield here to talk about the Organic Cannabis Association, tell his story of his brands. We got Chris from Indo Expo in studio who's going to talk about Indo Expo, which uh, Adam and I are going to be speaking at, yep. I guess. Yeah, we're doing the whirlwind tour. The whirlwind? We're, we're whirlwind? Did you make that pun? Because we're like it's like Coast. traveling around the world. Well, in like short boomerang, boomerang. How's that? Yeah, boomerang. boomerang tour. We're going out to Chalice and binging back to speak at Indo Expo. Yeah, we're gonna do everything in a private we're jet, juggled. right? You're covering the private we're jet. I heard. Oh yeah, that's yeah. what I heard. All blacked out and with vaporizers and things ready to roll, so we can. Right. All right. Sounds so, good. Chris, we'll get to you on that. So, back to organics. Sure. sure. Did the kids just say sure and walk away, or was that Adam? Is that somewhere we're gonna crash again? All right, don't oh. go away too long because you know what happens. Yeah, your mere presence sustains this computer. It's loneliness that it crashes from. It's all that porn just wants to, like, reach out to you. I, Ryan, I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, come home. <laughs> right on. So tell us your brand stories, and then yeah. let's, let's talk OCA, Nitty Gritty. Let's talk Nitty Gritty. Cool. So like I said, so I'm uh, founder and CEO of Waste Farmers, sustainable agriculture company, we're a family of brands. Maxfield is our brand for urban food farmers. So we've got soils that you'll see sort of through Whole Foods, uh, other natural grocers, garden centers, and so forth. Uh, then we have a brand called Bat 64, which is our brand of soils for cannabis producers. Yeah, I've seen that one. I've heard of that, yeah. I had a you, bag. You guys, that's where you guys buy, buy dirt, not other people. Hey, doy. <laughs> we actually just started using Bat 64 at the facility that I work at. Yep. Right on. We're grateful. Thank you. Yeah, it's, we, I mean, I love it, dude. I mean, it's, uh, we were using uh, the Botanicare cocoa with uh, having to mix in the prolate and then, uh, you know, tossing in some humic acids and, uh, you know, things of that nature. But the, just the fact that... Just random stuff you're throwing in it's, Yeah, just a bunch of random shit pretty Styrofoam, much. Styrofoam. No. But the broken fact up, that... Broken up. Ju- just just mixing the prolate alone, <laughs> if you brought it down to time in it's actual absurd. transplant time, would take at least an hour if you figure just the mixing alone for having to transplant an entire room. Right, and that's sort of the classic thing that farmers don't value, like across all sectors, is their time. And, and it, that we, yeah, that's what I mean. I, I could be, well, there's better the, things I could be kid, doing. The kid does. The kid he, values his time. The kid yeah. values his time. He's, <laughs> he's checked out. He's yeah. like, wait a minute, it's 6.01. No, I'm but, out of here. These plants can just <laughs> deal with it tomorrow, no, I guess. There's better yeah. things that I could be doing in the garden other than spending totally. time mixing soil. So I wish more <clears> people, I, and I think more and more folks are coming uh, you know, to that realization too. And I think we've had the benefit of being in Colorado and sort of growing with this industry from the start. And so... Um, I think it, it's been an evolution. Like farmers have evolved certainly from from basement to warehouse to greenhouse and so forth. So it's it's fun to have kind of been along for the ride. And, and so from that, you've, you've so from gone that further. we kind of look. So as a sustainable agriculture company, we kind of looked at um, the industry and saw uh, you know an abuse or like a misunderstanding or a lack of um, certification around organic, and we saw that name being thrown around. And uh, we, we knew from, you know, the, the, the work that we've done in sustainable agriculture how valued organic is in um, consumer culture, um, in consumer lexicon. And uh, with the USDA being able to certify uh, crops as organic uh, in the food space, um, cannabis being not federally illegal, it's not um, under their jurisdiction, and so we kind of figured that there needs to be some sort of industry-driven organization to uh, implement rigorous standards to um, 
put in organic, uh, protect consumers, protect growers, and, and protect small producers who need to and should be earning a premium for, for producing organic. Well, you know, that was a uh, discussion that we had at The Guardian the other day when we were talking about what uh, what each person there would have considered to be you know truly organic. And there were so many people that were like, oh, well, as long as all my bottles say Omri certified, right. then I'm fine. Right, and so it's like, and you can't have like, because really what this is about is, is transparency to the consumer. Um, and what, you know, what the USDA did in effect was like, as, as is happening in cannabis, like the farther the consumer gets from the farmer, the more there needs to be some third party saying like, this is the way it's actually produced. And what they're telling you that they're giving you, and in this case, what we care about is organic. It actually really is organic. And, and so that's sort of uh, where it came about. And it's a, it's a nonprofit, uh, member-based. And so we started it to sort of drive the discussion so that the industry can come together and really, you know, uh, from the inside um, and as an industry build these standards together because consumers want it. And the challenge is consumers are buying organic thinking they're get, getting organic. But when you've got something like uh, a company with organic in their name fighting for Eagle 20 to be used as a pesticide or to be an acceptable pesticide, clearly there's sort of like. <laughs> uh, there's definitely a disconnect. And yeah. there's no one to enforce it. Right. Um, and, and now you guys, kind of like spinning off of that, you guys are taking your first focus, your first aim at pesticide-free yep. certification, right? Yep. And that's definitely a big topic right now in the industry with entire gardens getting quarantined. For sure. Uh, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, the, uh, is it EPA that's, that's taking over Ipa, all, of Ipa. The, the, all of the pesticide regulations now? I believe I just got an email. Yeah, is that, that you, the, got, you got one as a grower? Yeah, well, as, I mean, from the as company, I got it for Is EPA the me. Environmental Protection Agency? Is that the Ipa, Oh, Ipa. my God. So they're now taking and over I felt all like So it's going to be like, it, well, again, everything already was put on the list, but it's... Uh, Remember, it remember, should. we heard from a friend of ours that EPA was going to take over a lot of stuff, mm -hmm. and and uh, you know our whole issue with that is is like there's timings that are more important than actual use. Well, usage is important, but it's also timings important, and a lot of those things were just kind of blanketed into one big, you know, roll it up into one big rule. Right. Well, so. and and to me, you know, a lot of the big the big problem is they didn't do thorough research with the rules. Well, the rules are kind of like counteractive to each other right on the one hand you're saying okay you got to grow these things pretty much inside in either in a greenhouse or in a warehouse right you can only grow one crop you can't grow tomatoes mixed in there that's against the law you can't companion plant you can't do anything else you can only grow cannabis yeah and not to mention all of your waste has to be destroyed and it all has to be unrecognizable and it all has to be locked away and all, i mean all of these up to a permaculture system yeah no you can't you know make a compost in the back with all your leaves so, or anything so with, it needs with, to be accounted for the logical thing to do with all this still uh you're you're creating a situation look it's like keeping people in a in a prison a super densely populated prison you know okay. what happens then everybody gets sick yeah, and right. that's sort of everybody gets too. sick like and that's sort of you know and that's part of the challenge right is like as, as some as a group and a company in the industry on on what we do for our day jobs and then starting this nonprofit, like there is a lot of just plant management and things where you say like you're going to get pests if you pack people in like a feedlot or if you pack them in like a feedlot like it depends on how you use your space and so a lot of these and but that's a tough you know discussion right there's economics there's economics to right. square footage and then at the same time you know 
the overuse of pesticides in some sectors, the concentrate thing also. Like so many people began to think that, oh, well, whatever, we can just blast it at the end of the day and no one's going to know. No right, one's going to know. Or something like that, and that's the problem too. Or like with Eagle 20, you know what I mean? Maybe ways. they still spray it and then blast it at the end. But, you know, that if this is all like... Concentrated Eagle 20. Well, that's sort of so part of the discussion is like, we came out with focusing on pesticides before the, this the, before this recent yeah, kerfuffle because what they're doing is they're saying these are acceptable based on what you know um, what is allowable based on on their regulations but like for organic there's a step that that you know has nothing to do with what's acceptable on their list or not right so for us it's just coincidental sort of the timing but like um, what they're doing and what we're doing is sort of two different things. Independent. Like what could be allowable under their program, you know, might May not, not be, be allowable out. under, like, they still stay, spray DDT in certain places, like, you know, for, for mosquito control. Right. Okay. Just as, I mean, as a perfect example, um, and this is currently only um, applicable in Denver, um, but one of the more popular, I believe, like PM treatments and fungicides is Green Cure. And everyone knows it's, you know, just a potassium bicarbonate pretty much. But now in Denver, they are telling you that you are not allowed to spray Green Cure during any part of your your cycle, whether it's in veg or in the first weeks of flower, anything, right. solely because on the bottle it says for greenhouse use. It doesn't say for greenhouse use only, but it says for greenhouse use. It doesn't yeah. say you can use this inside. So now they're saying, like, if you have a greenhouse, it's okay. But if you're inside, you can't spray this potassium bicarbonate, but you can spray all of these other things, which for a while included Eagle 20. Right. And it, when, when that first came out, I was just, I was in shock because well, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It and that make makes sense. me want to ask you, do you guys do any outreach? Because cause the kid's point is really valid. Like, uh, Is your name really, the, is it the kid? What, is it's that, Ryan. Okay. So it's the kid. Long story. Yeah, I'm Ryan. <laughs> anyway, the kid's point is really valid. <laughs> yeah, my parents named me the kid. <laughs> I was like, that's <laughs> yeah. the jerk. That's the jerk and the kid. So oh, okay. <clears throat> his point's really valid in that the legislators really have no idea, no sound basis. None. So are you no. guys doing any outreach or an education to them to like guide these these very important and far-reaching decisions? Of course. So I, I think that like um, as we grow and we develop, like there's the certification aspect of it, and then there's education, which is um, you know consumer-facing, and then you know outreach and. And so while what we, you know, in terms of our, our uh, work with pesticides being sort of a separate issue from, from what was put out by the state. Right. Like, at the same point, we want to say, look, there's some things that we think probably should have been included on there that, that weren't, that are acceptable for, for organic use that we should sort of consider. So in that respect, we'd sort of do outreach. But I think the key for us is consumer outreach. Like, I right. think consumers need to understand. Consumer education. Consumer education is, like, the biggest, like, you know, we're talking about a consumer outreach um, program centered around kind of like this idea of what are you smoking? Like, and right. Do you know what, what, yeah. what is really what in smoking? what you're smoking? Like, and I think that, um, you know, the majority of consumers, when they see it organic, assume <clears> that it is. And if they knew, and it's sort of the challenge, right, is that like everyone applying all these pesticides has been completely transparent. It's listed right on the packaging. It's just, right. as a consumer, you have no idea. No idea what the... And, and I'll, the story I told earlier today is, like, I first... Uh, it was, like, the first week of legalization. I finally got a chance to go to a legal store. I don't even remember which one it is. Otherwise, I would totally put them on blast. 
But uh, I say I wanted to buy it just for the receipt and the packaging, you know. Yeah, yeah. Posterity sake, whatever. And uh, I went down and I bought it and I looked at the label. And it, it doesn't have even the brand name. You know, it has the active ingredient. So if you know right. what... Who knows what the active ingredient in Eagle 20 you is. You know, if it says... Yeah. Imidacl- but it did have like a imidacloprid, which is definitely mallet. Mallet, you know? sure. And like uh, when, when you see... But you have to have seen that on a bottle a bunch of times to know, you know? Yep. And it's like... You see these things on there, and they're like, "Whoa!" It doesn't say warning. It doesn't say it's like anything. A fast talking and, on a commercial. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like in there with a bunch of it. other shit, and you're like, "Is that a fertilizer?" Right. A- yeah, like you're try this, you know, try this uh, anti-depression medicine. But this anti-depression medicine can make you do this, 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 this. It could be this, this, this. And people are like, "Wait, I, I didn't even hear that. That guy spoke so fast." Right. So yeah, if you don't know what that word is, and and what hasn't happened yet which still is surprising to me is that the the numerous amount of grow shops around here um still have not set aside an area specifically that people from who are working in the industry can go in and say these are the acceptable products every time essentially i walk into way to grow or i walk right. in to cultivate i bring we should talk to Corey about that my pesticide use form with me in case i need right. to make sure that hey something changed in the next two months right. so there should be a section where you can be able to walk in and say boom this is what you're allowed to use this is what you can't use because i think a lot of people get uh discredited they walk in and they see green cure and they're like yeah i can use green cure and they haven't got the most up-to-date pesticide list and well, then it, it moves beyond sort of like a not to say it's like reductionist but like it moves into like an integrated way to manage or grow and integrate pest management. And I think that like as a start, um, and I, we were to touch briefly, like we were in one of the big industry meetings and, and everyone said when I had my, and again, organic cannabis association is something I'm the chairman of, but we started it. It's a nonprofit like to help the industry. And he's like, people are going to either going to love you or hate you in this industry. And I was like, I don't really understand why, like we're not, the OCA is not meant to be a narc organization. It's not like it's like uh, actively seeking to bust people. What it's saying is we understand that there's a certain percentage and it's probably pretty small relative to the overall population of consumers that want organic. And when they are buying organic, it should be organic. And there are a bunch of producers who are producing organically that um, are competing against a bunch of others who aren't but still getting the same price. And so we want to tra- create transparency there and protect the people that are doing it right and hopefully inspire the whole industry to shift towards it. But the goal is to say, look, we're setting a standard for organic and we're trying to kind of create a, a, an internal system of regulation around it because regardless of, you know, regardless of what happens, consumers, just like they've always done, are going to drive for this uh you know, are they are going to drive for this? It's just a, a level of their understanding. But as soon as they they understand it, like I always go back to like Upton Sinclair and sort of that those times. Like um, as soon as they understand it, they're going to be um, they're going to be on top of it. So, people people would be outraged if they knew like really how dangerous the chemicals were, and they and then it was put into perspective for them like how little people seem to give a fuck. Like you're, there's there's definitely because we haven't really we haven't really tackled the pesticide issue. I was saving it for you. Yeah. You know, and like a lot of this stuff, you're supposed to have a respirator on and you're supposed to be spraying it in a suit and you're only supposed to, it is certified, but it's only certified for, you know, emergency use once to, for a knockdown. And you have people just kind of like, oh yeah, throw the backpack sprayer on, spray that shit down once a week, you know, and, and then moreover, and the reason kid that the difference between greenhouse and warehouse is this, the UV in the sunlight breaks down more shit, breaks that stuff down. 
you don't have that in our in our lights exactly so all the like how fast it breaks down all that does not apply it all changes and no one's really done the research on it. right so but, but things like but but things like green cure i mean that's again with what that is is not harmful to us in right. any way, shape, or form. You can eat a spoonful of that if you wanted to. Uh, it would, it would, if you want to eat potassium it, no, salt, so, okay. so it would make you physically ill, but it would not right. harm your right, body right, right, if right. you took it. So it, the, the fact that you can't spray it solely because the label says for greenhouse use, a little ridiculous. So I think, like, I think to, to piggyback on that, like, I think to clarify, like, no pesticide is safe, right? Like, right. it's all right. about That's application. It. Like, right. it's all about application rate. So, for instance, like. You could bathe, take a shower in neem oil, and that probably wouldn't be a good idea. Or you could get minor exposure to Eagle 20 in certain environments, and it's probably not a good thing. So, like, it's important to know, like, no pesticide is, is truly safe. Right. It's Neem's all about, an interesting one, though, because it is a health product. Like, bathing, could, they, they make neem bathe. soap and stuff, bathe. so you, you can bathe in it. Yeah, you could definitely oh, bathe. Why would you want to bathe? You'd stink. Oh, oh, you'd be like, Because oh, you want to smell like an Indian restaurant. Kimchi or something. Most of the things, since I can handle, dude, just some, for some reason... My it's weekly neem is just once you get once you get like uh, toxed out by neem though, and like just to get any, too much of it in your mouth or something from like uh, that's like wow, yeah. it is too much. Just, then you, you <laughs> never forget. They use it as birth control in India. No bullshit. But you got to get the ahimsa neem though, the good stuff. The good stuff. Yeah, everyone in chat room saying every, no, not Einstein oil. Yeah, if you say neem is neem is crap, neem is worthless. I don't like Einstein oil. Go go to build the soil, get some of the ahimsa new ahimsa neem. Yeah. Try it. Tell me if it's still worthless. If it's still worthless, I don't know. We'll send you a t-shirt. Yeah. yeah, reimburse you. I'll reimburse you with an Adam Dunn and, t-shirt. And you'll guarantee birth control with it, right? No, that part I'm not doing. You got to talk to Clackamas Coot about that. <laughs> oh, Atlantic One says he loves the smell of neem. Oh, God, just like thinking about it. Maybe you're part uh, bug. Yeah. Look at the kid gagging. So yeah. it's funny. We had, a, we had a farmer. We did a, a, like an exchange with farmers from Africa came here. And um, it was, uh, I guess it was about two or three years ago. And they were trying to just learn about urban agriculture and our environment and sort of a cultural exchange. And so we had uh, this farmer who was with us for a month. And it was right around 2010, and uh, he's a pretty conservative guy. Uh, like I had a, I was getting done with <clears throat> like mixing soil one day, and I took off like my overalls, and I had a "Marriage is So Gay" T-shirt on. And he's like, "What does that mean?" I was like, "Let's just not get into it. Let's just <laughs> we just won't talk about it." But I was like, "You want to see an urban farm that's really really cool?" He's like, "Definitely." So I took him to a grow, <laughs> and his mind was just blown. And this is he was a brilliant like soil scientist, brilliant guy. He was just like, "Oh, this is amazing." And very conservative approach to cannabis here, obviously. Right. But he's like, what's that bucket in the corner? It's like, that's neem oil. He's like, does that say $50? And I was like, or whatever the price was. But he's like, 50. I was like, 50. He's like, that tree grows in my backyard, and it's a weed, and we throw it away. I was like, we cut it, actively burn it and cut it down. Yeah, Karanja, too, is another African one that's yeah. excellent, you know. Um, yeah. Kid doesn't want any of them. No need. Come on. No, no, you know, and, and it, I, like I said, I spray it, and it works, um, but... And for the people who say that it ruins your oil, it ruins your oil if you spray it late. But you know what I mean? If you're hitting your veg plants with some neem oil as preventative, protective methods, it. Uh, and we still them, get fire oil from And don't forget to mix the neem seed in with your soil. Clack, Clack taught us that it increases your terpene production, and that ah. includes the terpenes like the anthromycins and stuff that are natural pesticides. Plus, a lot of people don't use their neem properly, and yeah. 
they don't keep it warm or they mix it with cold water and it just essentially shoots out in big old fat clumps and then sounds you get, like you did that recently no I just know that that, that happens I store my store my neem in my bedroom actually to keep it nice and warm so warm Warm. Yeah. Toasting neem. Toasting neem. It smells the best. Bike's going to die in a second. Bike's about to pass out. <laughs> I know I'm taking this all in because I don't know shit about organics or growing or... Or anything. Or it looks like the kid is blowing me away with all like, these big words. The kids, he, well, no, let me just say, I, again, I still don't don't kids like to, you know, on-air mention uh, where I'm working necessarily, but I've been learning a lot. I mean, the people I've been working with are great, so I've been really... Uh, Teaching big words. Like being them. able to oh. learn the difference in... in in preventative methods, you know, over at Dixie, I didn't have to worry about any of that stuff because nobody really cared. Nobody but, yeah, cared. Yeah, but here, you know, my oh. product's actually being smoked or turned into oil, and so it's it's. Now uh, they care. I'm learning see, a I lot. Mean, and yeah. I think it's cool to have uh, to see that sort of care go into it. And there's so many, uh, I think, folks like you in the industry. It's fun it's to right. see. It's all good. And uh, on that note, we are in about eight minutes. Going to add Jeremy Silva to the conversation. Jeremy's the proprietor of Build the Soil, who's. Uh, the dude really doing the real deal organic supply in this in the state and, and in the country for uh, the new generation of uh, organic growers like Ryan, you know. Um, but let's keep talking about OCA and, and what you guys are doing, how you can how people can participate. I mean, I know that we we want to get on board with the pesticide free. Uh-huh. Um, I I think that it's a great initiative, and I think the education around it is really going to change things too. Because if people want, it's this really cool idea where it's like everyone's going to want the certification. Because I get calls every day being like, "Oh, do you, do you pesticide free? Do you pesticide free?" You know, so uh, everyone's going to want the certification. Well, right. then you got to take. Maybe you can't pass right now, but here, take learn some things right. and make as a result make it safer for the end user. Exactly. And I think it's great to incentivize that and put the pressure on, and that's what the organization does. Exactly. So, how can people participate? How can they get involved? How sure. can they reach out? So go out to organicca. So organicca.org. So Organic Cannabis Association, organicca.org, and sign up. Um, we are working on uh, membership levels, everything from individual to company. Um, and then we're finishing and in, in, in the finishing process of uh, certification. And so I think that should be ready. And then um, and specific timing, I think, in the coming months, consumer education is going to be sort of the first uh, initiative that we work towards. But it's important to sort of build um, the fundraising base so that we can – uh, get out and do proper um, consumer education. So sure. sign up for membership, um, sponsorship, uh, and um, help us spread the word. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing is spreading the word. And, and uh, you know, even just it, if, you, if, you're not, if you're not trying to sign up, maybe you're an underground grower. we got a lot of those who listen who maybe don't want to sign up for anything. For sure. Just spread sign the word about individuals, too. Yeah, well... That too. And, and even, even if you're scared and to put your name on a piece of paper with anything to do with the word cannabis because you're in another state, for example. Yeah. Just sense. spread the word. Just spread the word. Yeah. Let people know there's a difference. Totally. Get access to educational materials. And, yep. and the more, even in the black market, dude, there's no reason black market pot should be less safe. Do you agree, Bike? I buy black market organic weed. I know, I know you do. Yeah. But you're the alpha black market buyer. But you're, but what you're saying is that's what you should be getting. You well, should I'm be able saying, to get. If this guy can do it, why can't? Right. Guy, well, the difference, right. the difference is though. You know, like most people think, uh, most yeah. you're gonna find it harder to find good organic like cannabis yeah, in shops, I think, than you will just from home people because a lot of most home people care more, care more, yeah, and, and so what should that do? That should drive the. 
price up and allow people who are producing it to get paid what they should get paid. We're always down with that. Yeah, we love that. It's We're big supporters of your message. It definitely costs a little bit more. <laughs> the in the combination black of organic and also the combination of just how long it takes to grow your cannabis too. It's like one of those things where people, you know, don't deal. With, that's why most people don't grow long sativas. And if they did, they got paid. If a they do, bit they more. grow them slow, eight weeks. Slow food, slow money, slow dope. Yeah, but in yeah. the long run, if it's uh, you know. Just like slow food is usually better when it, when it finally is done, you know. And organically grown cannabis should be more, and also, like I said, just longer sativa. So the combo, you know, grow nice long and soil grown. He'll so, agree. Oh, for sure. <laughs> well, I mean, everyone with no one in our audience doubts. I mean, and I've had some great hydros. Some of the top ten herb I've smoked has been hydro. There is awesome hydro. But it doesn't most exist. of it's it, hard to find. right? But most of the top ten herb I've smoked was organic soil. Yeah. And a lot of times it's more the speedy quality or it has that kind of like heart racing kind of high that you're like, whoa, that was really intense. The but hydro? Yeah. Could because yeah. it's really intense and it kind of goes Peaks down. Yeah. yeah, and it has a little bit. Of, you know, so you will get those moments in time when you're at just the right place, right time, man. That's like, wow. But and Giggle yeah. fits. Yeah. But, and it looks but, gorgeous and it's yeah, just proper. It hits all the right styled, yeah. But usually that stuff doesn't have those, uh, quite the integrity in the long term. And see how it is when it ages and it cures and stuff. You'll get stuff like that. It's really good on the front end and kind of doesn't really have that ability to cure properly whereas organic stuff's like denser cures better see let's curate that now like that knowledge before it's lost and industrialized like it, like we had to go through a whole period of nasty industrialized stuff and food yeah. to like appreciate to and we've got like we've got backwards. sort of this appreciation now but it's happening real fast like this industrialization like you guys are seeing it and so it's like let's just grab a hold of ourselves and just you know <coughs> protect some of the integrity yeah for sure like there are certain things that if you're in the wrong age group, you're not going to even know what the original one was. So then you just, it's like a cutting a pattern where someday the one guy cuts that pattern just a little smaller and then that thing doesn't fit quite right. And now same thing's happening with food. A lot of times like people are figuring it out again, like artesian everything. Right. I was just in New York and everything is small run artesian style, yeah. but getting back to the original thing, everybody's going for, you know, uh, wholesome as far as everybody can think about and that's where like you were talking about like the integration of like it, it, like i want to see you know and this is personally and also as like i want to push the envelope as the osa like i do want to see more farmers more cannabis producers taking on the true idea of farmer and integrating food into their production and you know fo sort of fully integrating so um i think it struck a chord when you're talking about like this idea that you can't grow both um yeah, you're not you're not a farmer. You're you're a very restricted type of operator. Right, and I hope that it'll evolve. Um, but and and bridging that gap is is definitely going to be a challenge. And I, I think even even raising awareness of the agriculture of it, which yeah. the, which is what the organization is doing. Right? Yeah, you're just talking about agriculture as agriculture, and I think raising awareness of just the pure agriculture of it is conducive to bridging that gap and, yeah. and bring more farmers into the conversation and, and and like you said about that african farmer anytime i've brought like a real farmer around to the deep soil geeks right. they're blown away and that's where the approach that we have as a company like we i come from an agricultural background like so we take sort of that approach to it and um i think that's sort of what gave us visibility into looking at it as waste farmers as batch 64 to say look Let's start this. And, you know, I was just waiting for my chance to be able to actually talk about that because, like I said, we've been using it for about a month and a half now. And 
coming you can tell that you come from an agricultural background every bag so if you use cocoa and perlite your mix fingernails are really dirty like, <laughs> <laughs> the overalls but, uh, give it away but, i mean no you can tell the producers of the batch 64 i should say not even you specifically but the producers of the batch 64 you can tell come from agriculture because every bag is consistently the same it doesn't come out all lumpy and soaking wet. I mean, every bag is consistent, and that consistency means a lot, especially when it comes to small batch cannabis and things of that nature. So when we go from using uh, something that you have to regulate yourself, I mean, unless you're sitting there pouring out how many cups of perlite you're putting in each bag, which who does that in, in a right. setting where they don't have time for that? So the fact that you can open up a batch 64 and know that I'm not going to find huge chunks of uh, bark in it, or, I mean, I've found a, a Band-Aid in one of the brands uh, No, you before. say that brand on this show. Yeah, we can say that brand you on this show. Say that brand. We found a Band-Aid in the Tuper at oh, one point okay. in time. So... Um, uh, the fact that we can open up the batch 64 is, is great. I mean, it really holds in the moisture really well, too, but it, it lets you know when it's dry. So Thank how much you percentage Band-Aid? Love it, dude. Like yeah, it was, it was a decent uh, two percentage half, of Band-Aid. Two, two and a half. Yeah. You found Band-Aids in two Band-Aids in two parts, <laughs> along with, like, dude, giant pieces of wood, essentially, like, just, just pieces of wood that are in there. I mean, garden gnomes. There were some garden gnomes some in there. Gar- a couple garden gnomes. <laughs> in, in well, in the no. well I, I thank you for saying that. And, and to Matt and to Jason and... Uh, to Jono and to Levi and to Neil and to Connor and to Emily and uh, actually my mom too and to Steve. They're the ones that kind of make all this stuff happen. So Killing thanks it. for saying that. Hell yeah. Yeah, thanks for that band-aid. And if yeah. you're in Colorado, I had a band-aid. I know I had a band-aid. Can, uh, Hold on, wait. I just want to say on a quick note, Jeremy's, Jeremy's trying to call in. Oh, shit. Okay, man. I'll hook it up. Okay. But uh, you okay. can get, I know for sure, like I said, if you're in Colorado, at least near the Boulder area, you can pick up Batch 64 at Grow Life, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. Um, any other distributors that you know carry it? Way off. to Grow. Way to Grow has um, it. Pretty much any hydro store in the front range. Awesome. Wicked. And which, which mic are you going to plug in now? The mic that nobody's using. I'm actually, I'm going to unplug your mic, and I'm going to oh. let well, we talk to Let's do Indo Expo. Chris, you want to hop on and talk Sorry. Indo Expo while we're waiting for this? Well, while I'm going to take training. that mic off. Oh, that's the mic you're so taking. I have got. to either hop over there and share that JP, mic. you feel like sharing your seat, buddy? Or I, don't, I don't mind at all. Or I take mm-hmm. his mic away. You, I mean, either one. Do you want to take JP's mic real quick? It doesn't quick? matter. Cool. Which mic would you like yeah. me to steal? Steal JP's. Chris, you stay where you are. Live production. Yeah, pass the phones. Pass the phones, yeah. Just take the headphones? Back to the Band-Aid story. Back to the Band-Aid story. So Doug went down to get breakfast one time at Barney's in uh, Amsterdam and uh, ended up getting a Band-Aid in his hamburger or something like that. It was disgusting. It was like the... And then the guy just, classic Amsterdam style, did not give a fuck. He was just like, okay... Oh, whatever it was yeah. like there was no like oh, oh well. sorry let me get you free food get you whatever you want it was like pretty much puts a bad taste in your mouth officially i mean quite <laughs> literally would put a terrible taste Ooh. in your mouth crusty irish dudes band-aids so so why i'm getting this skype set up i have a funny story that happened this past week so i was out at the uh the beer garden in boulder um, just grabbing a couple beers with a co-worker and I met uh, this, this, this guy that was, was drinking the same thing I was drinking, and we invited him back to the apartment afterwards to, to smoke a little bit. And uh, he had not told us how unfrequently he smokes. And uh, he essentially took one, one rip out of the bong, uh, ten minutes later was, you know, as white as white can be, and threw up pretty much a puddle on... Uh, it's, called a, it's called a white... Oh, there we go. Pretty terrible. Oh, right on time. Uh, hello there. Welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. Hello. Is that Jeremy? 
Yep. Silva, what's up, buddy? What's up, man? Am I live or? You're live as hell. You're hella, All right. hella live. Got in, made it through. As live yeah. as we get. Yeah. So, buddy, tell us about stuff you're playing with. Right on. Well, uh, everybody knows we work with the organic stuff and a couple exciting things that are happening. Um, earlier in this year, we moved into our warehouse, and the goal was to start doing more of like a micro-brew, small-batch soil. Um, I know that one of the guests that was on there was just talking about uh, the consistency of soil and how important it is when we're doing small-batch growing. And so this week, uh, we've actually got a specialty horticulture soil blending machine that makes one-yard batches. And we weigh everything perfect, and we have a whole system in place where we can just drop down, and we're really going to get a big inventory full. And we've got truckloads of uh, Ollie Mountain Fish compost coming tomorrow, a truckload of gypsum today. Just a lot of exciting stuff happening right now. Are you depleting um, mines yet? <laughs> no depleting mines yet. Uh, just a stockpile of organic material that's breaking down. I'd like to start to get some of the compost operations set up out here to our to our liking. There's a couple compost facilities out here, but most of them aren't exactly what we want. Usually we see just manure and wood chips, and I want to have something a little bit more uh, active. And as far as that horticultural soil mixing machine, it couldn't come at a better time. For the last three months, we've actually been hand-blending every batch of soil that goes out. We've got a couple of guys pretty much just round the clock with rakes and shovels and specialty tools using a, a big 300-gallon, uh, like, corrugate, like a stainless steel trough that we clean out each time. And so word. lately, we've been really proud of our soil because everything's been very exact. Where prior to us moving in here, we would make a big pile with tractors. And so I couldn't. I was losing sleep at night knowing that potentially one bag of soil might be different from the other. And now we're really proud um, to say that it's just exact. We know exactly what's in each bag, and we're really confident it's the best we've ever made. So my favorite part you guys have tried it in the past. Oh, what's sorry. that? I was going to say my favorite part is that I know you were literally losing sleep about that. Yeah, and I don't. Yeah, no, I, I was, and it's driving me crazy. And we we haven't had any major issues, but I had a couple customers where we questioned the amount of aeration and a few things with the tractor mixing it and. You know, a grow is such a big deal. It can affect your entire life, your entire budget, six months of time, however much you invest into it. The money, the reason why people at the Hydra Shop will spend so much on some of these uh, bottles that have a follow a recipe you can follow is because the opportunity cost of a failure is, is just it's epic. And so most farmers, even when we're talking hundreds of acres, uh, if we want to try something new, it's usually let's do one row, let's do one hole, and uh, next year we'll light. talk about it. Yeah, like let's, let's try out on because a light because there's too much plants. risk. Exactly. And so I love to hear about people using Batch 64 and other operations going organic. I really think there needs to be a specialty, kind of like Colorado has a lot of specialty beer brewers, and we just eat it up. I think there needs to be a lot of specialty soil makers in every state, keeping things local, setting up the infrastructure, and... Um, Essentially, that's really what we're about lately is getting our soil just dialed in and perfect and making sure that everybody that gets a bag has a really good experience and transition that over to um, the sub-irrigated planters, which have been kind of a, a hot topic in the PFA lately, and you've been seeing shown up on Instagram and a few other places. i got to say, Adam, um, you've, been, you've been showing me sips for at least as long as I've known you. Yes. You have, you have a deal yeah. of experience with them, yeah? So it's not a new thing is my point. Yeah, it's not a new thing at all. It's just like we're again. seeing a, a resurgence. And I sure. think this will happen again and again, meaning it's just once it hits a certain group and you realize how easy it is to start working with them. I mean, even my, my myself, I had my doubts. I'm looking at it going, okay, it holds 15 gallons of soil in a regular earth box. How is that supposed to produce the level that I want? And my other question was, you know, how is this going to work no matter what soil you put in there? 
um, how is this going to be better than going no-till? Meaning, am I going to have to dump the soil out of this sub-irrigated planter every time I use it? How does that work? And if you know build a soil, a lot of what we preach is about using high volumes of soil and creating an ecosystem so that you can just reuse it again and again and again without dumping it out, just top dressing. And so um, if you follow the PFA at all, uh, there's a guy named Alan, and he's pretty much runs the PFA over there and set it up. He makes a product called Grokashi, and it is basically some beneficial microorganisms through EM1, and it's put into a dry uh, bran. So you can inoculate your soil, and the way he uses these sub-irrigated planters is really simple. I mean, so very simple. He puts in a mixture. It's almost like anybody could do it, and he puts in peat moss, perlite, a little dolomite lime, and then that's pretty much all. He covers it with Grokashi. He puts the little sip a plastic cover that covers the container so you don't lose water out of evaporation. And as the mycelium grows on the top of the soil from his Grokashi product, later on he'll pull the cover back and he'll layer compost over the top and recover it. And so essentially he's feeding through that mycelial web. And he's indicated that the mycelial food web would actually uh, deliver the nutrients in the correct proportions and be a little bit more intelligent as opposed to just top dressing uh, traditionally. So I'm experimenting with that right now, and I'm seeing good results, but we're using our full living soil, not just the peat and the perlite kind of deal. And so we just got a whole bunch of sips in stock, and we're about to put a kit together where it comes with our, our living soil in it and maybe a couple of other of, uh, inoculants and things like that. But have you um, – what's – What's been your experience, Adam, with the sub-irrigated planters? Are you using five gallons, or when did you start doing that? I, I know there's a lot of... I tried all different sizes. The little ones, I think, dry out too fast for our situation. Um, yep. The bigger ones kind of worked, and I was like, kind of like I was happy with them for a minute, but they did have... It's kind of like you have to change your, your, your thinking too much, and I did see, like, you know, more of a... It was a little bit more critical. Um, you have to be on... like, And it was weird because I'm so used to what I see from what I'm used to and that when I was trying to look at it from the bottom to the top, I, I felt like I overdid it sometimes. Yeah. And they kind of like, like, and then I started, you know, everyone's like, you got to put a pump in it. You know, and then it's like, well, okay, if I got to put a pump in every fucking plant, then I'm a little bit <laughs> over it now because it loses that whole organic edge, which you're trying yep. to like, you know, break in the first place. And, uh, you know, I did see some success, but I wasn't as impressed as I was thought I was going to be. I was like ready to, bring it to Colorado and because I like the idea of the water conservation side of it all that was a whole deal that yeah. I thought was great um, but at the end of the day I kind of also feel that I, I, I want to water plants as much as possible because every time I'm watering them I know that they're 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 transpiring all that shit and it's going through the system and things are moving along and if it gets kind of like stagnant that's kind of like what count I, I, I have a hard time just looking at my plants hoping that something's happening and I was like I want to see see some action see it. yeah if it yeah. dries up on, I, in a day I'm the same way yeah, I, uh, in fact, my first experiment with a sub-irrigated planter, I felt like I messed it up because I used a 15-gallon uh, product by Ecosystems, and it was a lot bigger than the normal rectangle ones. And so I moistened my soil a little bit first, threw it in the container, planted a plant, and I filled up the reservoir in the bottom. Well, it took a month for the reservoir to even move. I totally overwatered. Everything was slow growth. That's and like you said, there was, a, there was a learning curve. I messed it up. and. Now what we're finding is with our soil with a lot of pumice and a lot of rice holes using the rectangular one, I fill it up. I don't add any water. I let the plant grow for a few days, and then I fill the res up, and it seems like they just take off. But I'm right there with you. If I had to add air stones and all this stuff, I'd probably be out. And so when I gleaned from Alan about his method was 
he uses a little lactobacillus serum or maybe a little grokashi. And all that does is it allows for an anaerobic environment not to go stale. And right. so you put a little bit of that in your res, and yeah. now you're not worried about that stagnant and some of the problems. So that's exactly anybody what, that's, that's exactly trying to sip thing, it's not like I want you to grow throw your whole garden in one, but if you're right there with me and you're experimenting, I'm going to be sharing photos on Instagram and I'm trying to give this a good try, and I've seen some really good results. Now, here's where I'm looking at it. Alan's got a greenhouse, a hoop house, and he's got it full of these. Now, 15 gallons of soil is a lot less than a lot of people are using, but he's using it for a light depth. So he can move them with a little dolly really easily, and then he light depths his tent, and he's got like six and eight foot tall trees growing out of these 15 gallon uh, earth boxes. And so that's part of why I was pretty impressed. I wanted to try a little bit more with them. But at the end of the day, you know, indoor to outdoor, I'm still a little confused about how I'm going to operate there. So yeah, and it's also like compared to um, compared to like uh, smart pots right now for outdoor situations, it's kind of like you know you're just it's kind of hard to beat when you start going 200 yep. and 400 gallons and 600 gallons. Yep. Like, you know, you know how big is this thing going to get? What, I, what I've seen, which is interesting, is like if you grow like. Uh, rental plants you know what i mean and you're gonna have them in and out of places and you're gonna flip them like make the place look great and then you're gonna pull them back and nurse them back to health and then bring them back into the system again that's what that that's kind of what those pots like i see them as the perfect use for because they're not really they're not really like production shit you know what i mean because you're gonna run around and hit bottoms on i mean you you would you would be able to do it but you couldn't automate it ever i mean you'd have to literally run around and hand do it for the longest time because the the Unless, unless you just come up with the perfect system for it, but then again, you're back to like a big system. Yeah, designing systems and all these things. And yeah. I, I'm more of a, the simplicity. Hey, if all the soil is the same and I can use it everywhere, then it allows my system to be easier. It's just volume. How much are we going to put there? Uh, how are we going to design it? But I'm open. One of the things that I learned about when starting build a soil is that I'm going to talk to so many different growers in different situations that if I only have one solution, that's exactly how I do it, and that's the only way. I end up turning some growers off that may have moved towards organics. And I really liked you guys talking about organic certification. One of the things that your guest um, was talking about is how the percentage of people that are growing organic, um, they want to know exactly what's going into it. And so when I start telling, hey, a first-time grower, you're going to buy you know, however many gallons of soil times however many containers, it can be a little bit of an investment up front. And so for the guy growing a couple plants indoors with a small light, I looked at these sips as maybe a, a stair-step way to do less soil to start and kind of experiment with it. But yeah, at the end of the day, don't hold as much. something I'm testing right now. Yeah. And um, I've, I've actually been pretty excited about the results. I just set up a little greenhouse from Harbor Freight, put it on my patio. And so I'm doing, I shut my bedroom down and not burning electricity anymore. And I'm doing all my seedlings and starts out there and then bringing them back inside into my flower tent or finishing them outside. And so we'll see how that goes this season. And are nice. you, so you're on top of your IPM right now, I presume. Yeah, uh, absolutely. We have a raised hand. That doesn't mean interrupt conversation. Yeah, it does mean interrupting. But fine, I'll ask. No, the bell been, means interrupt I've conversation. Been, uh, no, I've been waiting for you guys to finish up what you guys are talking about just because I have a quick question for, for Jeremy. Um, so recently I've been seeing a lot of people using cork in their in their cocoa mixture for aeration in, in place of huh. perlite. There's actually a, a, a brand. I'm trying to think of what magazine I just saw it in. It might even have been... Like, team but beat, it was it was it was, it was a cocoa mix that essentially was was cork. So in, in corko uh, like no yeah I, like cork I guess I would assume like broken up pieces of cork, 
mixed in huh. with their cocoa. And I had never seen that before, and I was just curious if you had ever seen or heard anything like that No, before. I've never seen or heard of it. And, I mean, right away, my alarm's like, whoa, it doesn't sound sustainable. I know the wine industry is going towards non-cork right. based on the whole thousands of years it takes Unless to create it's cork. Unless so, wine cork. Yeah, and that would be pretty cool. And realistically, I... There's no one way to do this. When we get into soil, I think every soil company should be based regionally a little bit and also have the ability to exchange different ingredients based on regional availability. And what I mean by that is as we grow, certain composts aren't available in bulk, certain products we've got to really look into. And it's because we're using a lot of waste products where with salt, you can just push the button, make more of your specific ingredient. So the organics is a little limited, but what happens is that the organic grower gets educated it's just like being a chef. I mean, you can go get the boxed stuff at home and go make a frozen lasagna or go make mac and cheese from the box. Or if you really educate yourself, heck, if you got eggs, you can make your own pasta. You can make your own cheese. You can take it as far as you want down that line. Right. You know? right. And, and it, yep. it, it, it gives you a better based understanding of what you're actually working with and the, stre- the true strengths and weaknesses of it. You're, you're, it's, a, it's that artisanal so, thing so we were just talking about. It's yeah. the unsustainable brand. Of, so, of, yeah, so of talking sort of about cork, uh, I, think, I think Adam was able to find who is making the cork Yeah, so we, we, we pulled up who's making the cork product, and it's, uh, I mean, it, apparently it's, it's formulated by Mills out of Amsterdam, but it's, they're, they're along with or co-branding with DNA Genetics. DNA Genetics. And uh, Mills pays the bills. And it says made Collaboration. in Amsterdam. Made in Amsterdam. Cork. Ultimate cocoa with cork. Nice. Uh, formulated by Mills. Extra Amsterdam. So ready to use. Now, now what's, what's the goal there? Because I'm just not a cocoa. Like, I'm not the a goalless guy. Money. So like cocoa and cork. If I had to Jeremy, uh, the, the goal, the no, goal for is sure, purely but, profit. Like, if, I, <laughs> if it was just for me and I'm thinking, okay, I've got an extra cork. I'm guessing just to add more aeration and be something really lightweight for shipping and all that stuff. Or, right. or perhaps it's because... Somehow they have a cheap hookup on corks and a shredder. Yeah, and it's, right, and it, cork it, it is probably cheaper than perlite because you don't have to go. I mean, it's. I know that perlite is essentially just recycled yep. glass, but still, cork is probably cheaper than perlite is. Yeah, and you know, perlite has to go through a factory, and like popcorn, they inject it with heat, and it pops open into those big kernels, and so nice. that's part of why we're not using it. And the reason why the big soil companies use it is it's lighter weight. Freight is everything. If you could make a soil for a dollar a bag. It would still be 10, 15 bucks at certain regions, depending on how far it is from you, just in freight. And so uh, that's why if you live in Colorado and you hear people in California talking about $9 bags of Fox Farm, well, it's going to be a little more by the time it gets here. So it's really neat to see Colorado soil companies popping up because now instead of shipping things three times, like from Canada to California to Colorado, as we grow, we're able to get stuff direct and cut out a lot of that fuel, cut out a lot of that freight. And so that's why we just started stepping up this season and getting pallet, uh, truckloads instead of pallets of certain amendments. And so now we'll be a distribution resource for a lot of these different products. Um, but more of that's coming. Uh, some of the stuff I'm excited about right now, we were talking about IPM. I saw a couple people didn't like neem, and that's pretty much always the case. But I, I think someone on there mentioned it, as long as you're not using it after veg and as long as you're using yep. a quality product, yep. we haven't seen any effect on oil. Although we do see people that don't care, spray azadiractin, spray... Uh, neem all late through flour, don't use it properly, and it definitely gives it a bad name. But for those that don't want to worry about proper emulsification, getting the water the right temperature, um, I've been looking at this product called Big Time Exterminator for a little while. I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard about it. I avoided wanting to carry it for a while just because I didn't know what was in it, how it would work, and I knew that what I was really using, like the neem and the potassium silicate, 
already was working, especially as a preventative. Uh, but then I had a buddy get some hemp russet mites, and it was a couple weeks in the flower, and I thought, man, I don't know if I want to tell him to take some of our neem oil home right now. And I had a sample of this uh, from Sherman, and so I thought, all right, let's try it. Let's see what happens. And I followed the dosage. We actually did it a little strong the first time. Plants reacted a little bit. And then after that, we noticed they were just banging back out with health. So we started doing some inspections under the scope and couldn't find any more. And maybe we found a couple, but we're talking plants that were like gold on the new growth because they had so many russets. And I like washed my clothes out or I was freaked it was going to get in my garden. But after going through a few applications, um, definitely worked. Now, I have limited experience. I don't know if it works on everything, but the fact that it's milk water with some um, active ingredient, talk to the owner or talk to a distributor. And it's basically a, a chitinase enzyme kind of like the enzyme carpet cleaners. This has the enzyme that actually eats the bug skeleton and it works better, I think, on the younger, the babies and all that. Right. Um, you guys have any experience with this big time I was talking to a buddy who just tried it based on, uh, you know, uh, Elite Organic Supply. We our new, other new sponsor okay. uh, is yep. uh, carrying it. And, Perfect. Um, the one you were just remembered? Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to give him a shout. Yeah, yeah, well, in fact, I'm doing a little a little bit of work with them. And yeah, no, you're working with them. I was using that as a segue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. That's, yeah, that's and actually, okay. he's been really, really good to work with. Uh, yeah. Very, basically, everything he said he's going to do, totally followed through on. It's been a pleasure to work with them. And so I didn't know they were carrying this, but we just got it on the shelves. It's another PFA sort of approved brand in the sense that we feel it's safe. And so I was like, you know, why am I not carrying this? Called, got it on the shelves, happy to have it. Um, so if anyone's looking for something that might be pest management-wise, wants to keep it natural without spraying a lot of uh, gunky stuff on their plants, this is one that I'm definitely testing a lot right now and open to. We've got it on buildasoil.com. Of course, you can get it in other places. You'll probably start seeing it showing up in your shops. Our retail location here in Montrose, Colorado, is finally opening this week. We had a little bit nice. of some cute computer issues getting the, all the pricing done, but we'll have it here. You're live? The other thing... This weekend, yeah, you said? Uh, hopefully by next week. We're basically we're doing all the pricing right now. So we got we need truckloads to go of stuff out showing and do up. Do a show oh. from Build the Soil. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be, that'd that'd be, be epic. Dope. That'd be epic. Yep. I'll get the air conditioning working better by the time you guys get here. I see you're having the same issue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right on. Um, another product I wanted to mention, just uh, while we're talking about new stuff Build the Soil is doing, there is a grower in Grand Junction that is. Uh, he's a younger grower, and he's got a lot of scientific knowledge is the way I would put it, meaning he reads a lot. He translates a lot of this information from white papers and really shows uh, some of us the connections. And I learned a couple different ways. I learned either by growers that have been doing it so long, uh, they just can kind of show me, or I learned from doing it myself, or I'll learn from reading white papers. And the challenge with those is you have to put it into practice yourself. There's a lot of misinformation out there. Mm -hmm. And so after talking to this gentleman, he came out with a product called Modern Microbes, and I got really excited about it because when Build a Soil goes to buy a product, usually we read the ingredients list and go, ah, if that wasn't in there, I'd be calling them, you know? There's usually a few ingredients that just kind of kill the deal for us. They're synthetic or they're toxic. And so this is just a microbial inoculant, and I've been looking at it, and it's got all of the different um, types of spores that I was looking into. And where this started is I got a call from the county of Montrose looking to convert some of their turf, some of their grass for the public into organic. Oh. And I thought that was re really cool because right now they're putting 20,000 pounds of synthetic fertilizers on the grass and it's going into the river that I'm kayaking on and swimming in and fishing in. That's terrible. That's 
And so I started looking, and it looks like the golf course industry, a lot of these turf companies, they really heavily rely on nitrogen-fixing bacteria and some of the other microbes that are there. And so it was just serendipitous. I was about to buy some azospirillum. You guys have probably heard of azos. It's an inoculant for cannabis, uh, or at least sold in the hydro shops. And uh, there's a couple different uh, types of azos, but in any case, this one has all those, the nitrogen-fixing bacteria. It has PK and silicon solubizing bacteria. It has some mycorrhizae, other beneficial bacteria, fungal strains, and a little bit of a um, organic kelp ferment evaporate and humic and fulvic acid. And so overall, this has been a great go-to. We're probably going to start inoculating some of our soil. We've been just testing with it and the results seem like they're associating with our plants and are actually providing some results. So We've got this live. Um, it's something that I'm just testing, but I'm, I'm really confident it's going to be a big product as it comes forward. So and that's the modern you got any questions about, about that? Yeah, it's called Modern Microbes, and it's another Colorado-based product. The grower is based out of Grand Junction, and it's not just a big company. It's it's a grower that started this for us because he couldn't find a product with all the stuff he wanted in it. Meaning there was usually some other cheap bacteria that was the bulk percentage, and so. Um, you can compare this to a lot of your other microbe products, but I would say this is the one that is uh, more like Build-A-Soil would make if we had the time to actually go research every single spore and put them all well, together. It sounds so much it sounds <laughs> funny because that's, like, like, that's exactly the Build-A-Soil deal. Like you, you started Build-A-Soil because you were just trying to cover your own soil, and then it grew and grew yeah. and grew. So well, like, for instance, mycorrhizae, they add it to all the soil, but I feel like it dies once it's in the soil. It's best to uh, apply directly to the roots. And so uh, we seeked out the right mycorrhizae. So same thing with this company. It looks like they went and found all the right ingredients and put them together. So, so if I was using or if I am using an azos in my tea, um, yep. it, you'd say it'd be safe to, to switch and use this, and it would have yeah. more of the beneficial microbes than, than the azos would. Well, an azos is... Now, I don't know exactly what's in Azos. I believe it's just Azos, which is Azospirillum. Now, this has Azospirillum lipoferum as well as Brazilensis and a couple of others. So this covers a little bit more diverse range. Now, I'm saying that, but obviously I didn't design Azos. And right. I'm not 100% sure what's in there. So I don't want to step out of my lane. All I know is that I was researching and saying, okay, if I'm going to go to turf, i got to buy this at, like, golf course packages, not these little packages. Yeah. So I started calling the, the, the bacterial producers. Found out some really cool stuff. It's very effective, and I don't know why we haven't been using it more indoors, but the challenge is, is if you're going to use this and you're going to use lots of nitrogen, you're just wasting your money. So the goal here is to use a living soil and not have to add so much input continually. And so this is how nature works. It's not like anybody goes out there and dumps compost on the farm every year. It just falls a few leaves. You have the worms. You have the bacteria. And all of these you'd find naturally occurring. It's just that when we make a potting soil, sometimes we don't have these in there. And so now we can re-inoculate. And what I like about this is a guy could buy a bag and just inoculate once and at least be better off than wanting this starting. And then some people will do a continuing inoculation, foliar sprays, all sorts of stuff because they really want to maximize the impact. So what else you got going? You got the SIP, the SIP project. You got yep. obviously the, the new batch soil mixing. You've got yep. the uh, modern microbes. Yep. The batch soil mixing I'm really excited about. We'll be putting videos up. Essentially, we wanted, like if you're going to start a bakery, pretty soon you can only make so many loaves of sourdough by hand. But you want to keep the quality there, and so we really went and found the best mixture we can to keep the quality really consistent. So I'll do some videos on that, upload as that comes in next week. 
Um, another thing that we've got going on is we just we're getting a truckload of Ollie Mountain fish compost in the morning. So we'll have 45,000 pounds on the ground. And essentially, that's finally going to put us in a position where we can make this product affordable in Colorado. Before, it cost us $15 a bag just to get here before we even marked it up for sale. And so I'll be making some announcements online, lowering the price, and letting people see what that looks like. And of course, if anybody, whether they want to carry it in their retail store, by the pallet, or whether they just want to pick it up, we got bulk pricing available by the pallet with flat rate delivery fees in Colorado for Ollie Mountain Fish Compost. Also, anybody out there looking for basalt or gypsum, we've got uh, tens of thousands of pounds on the ground at really low prices right now. Do you want to educate people on the Ollie Mountain Fish Compost and the difference between it and maybe some other fish hydrolysate they've yeah. seen in a bottle? And okay, yeah, certainly. Um, basically, the Ollie Mountain Fish Compost was started. There's a, a company called North Mason Fiber Company, and they're out of the Washington area, Pacific Northwest. And they had a fiber company, so they started working with hardwoods and all these different things, and they had a compost. They've been making it for a long time. It's one of the most popular in the area. A, a gentleman that introduced me to living organic soil was on the forums known as Gasganistan and in the seed world as the uh, Swami Kushandes. In any case, Gasganistan, he had access to the Ollie Mountain Fish compost, and his grows always looked good. That's what he used. Uh, Coots said it was a good compost, and so I thought, all right, I'm going to get some. And I ordered some of that, and I ordered some of the uh, Malibu Biodynamic Compost, and both are probably the two most popular composts on the market. The difference is is that the Malibu has a little bit more control of their input because they know exactly what's going in, and they make it in a very short period of time using biodynamic inputs and manure, and I think it's a great product. Allen uses it because of the biomimicry. It allows, like a cow would be going to the, you know, uh, taking a crap out in the prairie, and that would fertilize the ground. That's similar. Well, the Ollie Mountain is a little different. It's a lot of grasses and leaves and trees, and what they do is they actually put hard wood in there, like a- a- apple, uh, a lot of these other woods that take a couple years to break down. And the reason that's good is it has a, a high lignin content in the hardwood, and so it adds to more of a humic property. Mm-hmm. And they also add whole, huge, big fish that are wild-caught uh, the clean waters off Alaska. Whole and big so fish, just shove them in when there. They put, nice. When they put whole fish in it, and they put the hardwood, and they put the gr- leaves and grass, it turns it into a dark, beautiful, rich compost that looks like castings, and it's really dark. And for whatever reason, it just... It's the magic. When we switch compost in our soil recipe, it doesn't work as well. When we use a local one, something's up. When I put this compost with the worm power in our soil recipe, everything works perfect every time. And so we stopped changing things. We just decided to buy truckloads, put this in our soil recipe, and really make it work. And so for those that are making their own soil or for those that just want to try a compost tea, uh, I would recommend grabbing a bag. It's one of those few things if a customer's in the store and they're having a little issue with a plant or something that needs to be bounced back to health, I know without a doubt if they put some of the Ollie Mountain as a top dress, it's going to fix what the problem is without burning it. So That's a good thing. We like that. That's what compost yep. is supposed to do. All yeah, right, so it's dude. supposed to do, but yeah. it's hard to find that good compost locally a lot of times. So. For sure. And it's awesome that you're getting it by the truckload, so it's obviously still alive when you're getting it. You know, that's what I think so yes, much about it's compost. it's not sitting outdoors, it's not sitting in the sun, it's bagged fresh for us, and it's brought indoors and stored indoors the entire time in a temperature-controlled area. So part of what we're doing is we're changing the, hey, store it all outside, who cares what happens to it, and we're treating this like food-grade ingredients and like we're sending them to restaurants. We want you to make your soil as if it was a perfect recipe. So. No, that's cool. Yep, exactly like the dough idea is, is a good one because 
you know, that's what kills people right there. If they have, to, if they own a shop and they do good, all of a sudden they're like a victim of their own success because they have to get up earlier and earlier and buy bigger equipment and more space and kind of peaks out at a certain point. So if you can farm it out to the right person who can back it up and keep everybody happy, yep. and but everybody will notice it real quickly if you do it wrong. You know what I mean? It's that classic thing where really quick you have yep. to do it perfect. You know. And, and that being said, since we're going to have this horticultural mixing machine and we're going to be running it all day, uh, my goal was to wait to buy that until our guys were maxed out on hours and were getting tired from spinning the shovels all day because I didn't want to replace their hours with a machine. And so now we're confident we have enough hours and enough soil orders where we can keep them busy running the machine all day. Yeah. That being said, I would love it if anybody out there says, hey, I live in Colorado. I've got this soil recipe. I want you to make it perfect and bag it and send it to my house. No, that's exactly what I'm we'll going to be doing. We'll be open that's to that as well. And we've got a lot of ingredients on the ground, and we're open to mixing really anything you want. So. And, and that's what you're doing with, with uh, Elite, right? You're mixing their blend, custom blending? Yeah, custom we mix their... We mix in their custom blend. We did everything. And, you know, uh, with Elite, um, they're doing it right. And so we've got the ability to get some 75-foot trucks out there and make sure that things go smoothly. And now when it comes down to that, we're basically just doing logistics. And it gets weird when you're starting to calculate gallons and cubic feet and size holes and all this stuff. And at the end of the day, it just needs to work. And so uh, it's been really good working with them. But, um, you know, soil can get a little crazy at this time of year. Yeah, man. And uh, so it's amazing, though. Like, I knew you would do that for a leap for a huge operation with more holes than, you know, I've ever seen 3,000, right? But you'll do that for, like, hey, I'm looking for a bag of soil. Can you custom mix a bag? Yeah, I mean, right right now we don't have the time to do one bag of soil for a specific recipe. I mean, truth be told, if the guy got a hold of me and he was sounding cool, I'd probably make him one bag of soil. That's just how it works. But I'm trying to allocate my time better. As we get larger, I have to be more efficient. (laughs) So if somebody wants to get, like, a pallet of soil, I'd be happy to custom blend. One of the things we'll be doing in the future is we're finally – I mean, build the soil is behind in the sense that we've been putting soil out everywhere, but I don't even have a logo on the bag. Like, I don't have labels for it. That's the best we're working on so it's just we put the soil first and it's so funny because i got people that want us to design a soil and they have the whole logo ready the whole everything and they're like now what should i put in it i'm like man you guys got to sew backwards you don't care what's in the soil you just have the marketing done no dude if i would have the soil and no marketing i would do your your regular white bags and then throw it in a burlap sack like it should ship in a burlap i really want to do burlap sacks I was just trying to think of a way to do just burlap and have like a return system where you get like a redemption value at Build a Soil for sending them back for your next order. That would be awesome. Spread your all disease right, well, back to me. Yeah, bring exactly. Your, bring your, bring yeah. all your diseases back to me, please. I, 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 <laughs> One of the things we're thinking about doing for next year, maybe you could tell me if this would be a good idea, is the 100-gallon and 200-gallon geopods fit mm. pretty well on a pallet. So I could fill them with soil, wrap them, with, wrap them on a pallet, just have it delivered, and... You can just set the pallet wherever and put a plant into it. Yeah, that's awesome. Or, that's awesome. Pretty right? solid. Yeah. Or, or scoop it out and put smaller into smaller ones if you want. You know, it's up to yeah, you. but at least a container is a geopod as opposed to a plastic a bag, bag you throw away. Oh, yeah. So I'm just trying to find ways to cut back on waste. Now, we reuse these white bags over and over, but still, I hate shipping plastic everywhere. Our goal when we started build a soil is, hey, we put it in the mail. Well, the mail truck's already on your street every day going to your mailbox. So it was just a way to... to make a streamline where instead of you driving in your car to 20 different places around town, for me, i got to drive an hour just to get to a big shop. Uh, just go online and your mailman will bring it to you. But now that we're doing truckloads, we're trying to find a way to cut back. No, man, love um, it when you in order fact, soil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I ordered, I ordered a, uh, 
a hat and a shirt from the Hoodlam, and I was really impressed. I got some Dr. Bronner soaps, which I love using in my garden, yeah. and I, I also got these the peanuts that came in. It looked like they're the compostable peanuts. Right. And, you start, yeah, and I was playing with those, and I was like, these are really cool. Peanuts. If you get them wet, they start to dissolve the packing peanuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we're actually moving towards those based on what we saw with the hood lamp. Nice. So, uh, good Saving, out the, on world. That. Saving the world. Saving the world. One bag of soil at a time. At first, I was like, when did hood lamps start coming with peanuts? I know that's what you were thinking. <laughs> 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 no, there's really shipping like peanuts. But about my hat is epic. Yeah, I love the hat. Jeremy, nice buddy, we we got we're we're all off kilter today, as you know. So uh, we're we're gonna keep it rolling in a minute here and, and move on to the rest of the show. But uh, tell people what you got for them. Wait, I know you were maybe working on a little write up for people or had some promo on any of the new stuff. Yeah, and it's been crazy. We had a whole bunch of truckloads show up early this morning, and I've been running the forklift, and and so I didn't get a write up. Are you certified like I to, to do that, or you just do that? I am. I'm actually a certified instructor as well. Really? So you could teach us how to yeah. drive forklifts, and then we would so be certified. So I could teach my employees how to do it, exactly. Then they would be certified. And so the problem is our forklift, you know, as a small business owner, I, I got the cheapest forklift I could find. And safety-wise, I, I'm kind of the only one running it right now until we get a better one. Gotcha. Yeah, you but know, all the um, kinks and, you what, know, like you got to kind of wiggle it to the left and then. Yeah, yeah, exactly where the kinks are at. You know, if you've run a hoop tube before, it's like, hey, yeah. hey, nobody can drive it because they'll blow something. But uh, at the end <laughs> of the day, it's working really well right now, and it's just an, it's an old caterpillar. But I want to tell you about the uh, discount code we made for today as a way to kind of share something with the guests. And here's what happened. I'm dealing with Worm Power. You guys know that we like their vermicompost, the worm castings. And we got a shipment in of their worm compost extract. And they had a scientist they work with and all this stuff. I'm trying to figure out if it's for real. It seems to have a positive reaction on our plants. It's basically a compost tea that's shelf-stable for about five months. And it's not really an aerated tea. It is the growth hormones. It's rainwater through the worm bins. And it's all of the bacteria that come with it. So now this and is so interesting. These- this, is, this is the worm leachate, Yeah. It's the worm leachate, basically, but it's from an industrial scale, and so it's not like leachate in your bottom of your plastic bin. It's like thousands of gallons of rainwater that they're using to keep the moisture in the bin, and so there's going to be runoff. And being that they don't want to waste the runoff, they collect it, and of course, it's a profit opportunity, so they sell it. Well, we've got these big, huge caged totes of it that we were um, using as a promotional to test out here and to do some inoculation of biochar and some other things we're playing with. So what I wanted to do is give away some for free. You got to pay for the shipping, but we've got one gallon containers. They're normally like twenty bucks or something for a gallon of this, and you use it on seedlings, full strength. It's a great way to inoculate a new soil, and we're going to give it away if you use the Adam Dunn Show code ADS420, and that product is called the Worm uh, Power uh, Extract, and it's a one gallon bottle. And so if you go so they there, just pick up that product in the store and then use. Yep, you don't have to buy anything else. I mean, I'd obviously be cool if you added something else to your cart while you're there. But all you're going to do is go there, put in ADS 420, and it'll take 20 bucks right off. It'll say zero balance, and then it'll charge you for your shipping. So if you live in Colorado, it won't be much. If you live far away, yeah, it's like eight pounds, so it might cost 10, 12, 15 bucks, something like that. Um, but at the end of the day, I figured it'd be a good way for you guys to try it and to mess around with it, like I am right now. And so um, that code will work right now. The other thing that I wanted to do is I wanted uh, people to try our, our hand-mixed soil that we've been really on the quality control for the last couple months. So if you've tried our soil in the past, if you want to try it again, what I'd like to do is offer you a, a code called ADS420SOIL, all capitals. Boom. And that one is going to give you a discount off of our living organic soil. 
and the discount for that is 20% off our soil right now. And, and that's only going to be valid for two weeks. That's the coot soil. It has everything in it. It has all the mountain fish, compost, worm power. Now, one of our differentiating factors compared to any of the other soil products out there um, is that we actually tell you exactly how much of each ingredient is in there so you can make it on your own. And so the recipes on our website, if you want to go to buildasoil.com and just uh, scroll down, you'll see Living Organic Soil is one of the first products. And you can click on it. And if you add it to your cart, no matter what quantity, you'll get 20% off if you use code ADS420SOIL in all caps. Now, these won't work together, so if you want to get both, you'll just have to do the worm power on it on a separate order, the, the extract. And you'll get that for free, pay for shipping. And then you can go back and get soil and whatever else you want. Use that ADS420SOIL combo, and you'll get 20% off. So... Uh, great deal right now. I really want to get our soil out there because it's the best it's ever been. I'm popping seedlings in it, and they're just jumping out of it, clones into it, uh, full plants. And so Adam's I'm using the code right I, now. I'm ready, to, yep. I'm ready. I'm ready to try it this time for sure. I'm ready to Perfect. try it this time. No, I am because I've been right. like, you know, it's hard to get people off their, their recipes. You know? now, now think about this. If you guys go on there and you start using a whole bunch of these coupon codes, that means that local people here in Montrose are going to show up to our facility, and they're going to get more hours than they've ever had. And they're going to be working, getting a great workout, sweating, and putting their heart and soul into the soil, mixing with shovels just for you. And we're going to get that mixing machine next week, and then still we're going to hand carry it, hand weigh everything, put it in the mixing, and and then use the bagging machine to make it a little faster. But you're basically employing local people here in Colorado, and we're really proud of it. So That sounds good. We like that. Uh, Quick question, uh, last one from Mitch, because Mitch put out a little post that caused turmoil in the uh, mathematical world of stoners because for some reason people couldn't agree on how many grams were in a pound can you tell us as a as a a pretty well as a knowledgeable guy i was throwing a lot of pounds of uh, amendments around around and things and with the way stuff pretty pretty accurately how many grams in a pound jeremy how many grams in a pound how many grams in a pound? Jeez, I always just said 454, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's yes. what we're yes. talking about. All right, that's good. So here's, here's what right. I've realized. The threshold is if you're under 25, it's 448 every time. Yeah, everybody's, uh, no, no, okay, so that is true. You have to be more specific. So I, I know that a pound is 453.5 grams Five, or nine, whatever two. it is. Yeah. yeah. But when I'm it using comes Google to Chrome certain right now, things, so. when it comes to certain <laughs> things... Things would would get weighed out in 448 because that was the standard. No. However, it's a chisel standard. It's that's not that's like, loves, I don't know. That's the guy who loves to take six that's grams. A home. Pound weighs that's a Jersey pound. That's what Kyle and I called that. That's a Jersey that's a pound. It's an anywhere pound outside of people well, weighing Well, The reason why pounds. they're doing it is 16 times 28. That's right. why you're getting the 448 number. Right. No, I know. Yeah, we know where the math comes, comes we, from. We got the idea, yeah. but it's just also the, it's yeah. just the idea that you can just lose this little bit. But, uh, well, yeah. it's crazy because it's supposed to be twenty eight point six or whatever, right? Something a little above. So then you do it. Yeah. Yes, you do it sixteen times, and of course you lose a little chunk. Now, same thing happened here. We got coconut freeze dried powder, aloe powder. We got a clean room where we pack it in, and I'm like, when we first started the company, you got a picture of me in my kitchen doing this, and I would just weigh out a little bag at a time. Well, I get to the bottom and I'd reorder. First time we got a little busier, I said, okay, you're going to take these hundred kilos and bag them all today. Well, at the end of the day, I went, holy crap, where'd 10 bags go? Oh, percentage of waste. Damn, I'm losing more money than I thought. Oh, yeah, and if you're doing it individually, you're you're losing even more because every time you do it, you're doing worse. Every time you're pulling all the stuff out. Exactly. We had it with material for years. We would do rolls and 
cut, give everybody a little yeah, a little smidge here and a little smidge there, and you know, and those smidges added up real quick. And then at the end of the day, we had a, we were like, man, we just lost like a whole roll. Pay up, boy. So yep, it's crazy. And I think that a lot of us that grew up in this community is it's it's to pay it forward. If you have herbs, you share it with everybody. You pass it around the circle. You roll a fat one, and sure. it just comes back around. And if you have that positive mentality, it's always in your life. So when I started working with soil, I'd give extra soil away, give extra this. I'd be putting extra bags on the pallet, do whatever I can. And it's crazy because at one at a certain point, you have to start making sure the business is going to keep running. And just being the owner for the Luckily, first time, you want to act all tough and give it all away, but at, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. So. Sure. Luckily, you're like a bag of soil. You shouldn't knock you down too bad compared but to like some other. Good, new, good news no. is, if you know us, you get 20% off on the soil and you get the worm leachate for free. That's what I'm saying. Yep. And that's yeah. for two weeks. So I know them, a lot of people I still get asking about a certain, yeah, about just because I want to have a little bit of a time sensitivity. We're not going to have that worm leachate forever and the soil. As we get our mixing machine, we're going to ramp up and start to get into wholesale. We want to get in the shop near you so you don't have to pay for shipping and all that stuff. Um, but for now, I'm so excited about the quality from us making it by hand and really taking control since we moved into this warehouse that I just wanted to do 20% off. If you've tried it, if you haven't, grab a bag. I think you'll be really impressed right now. That's awesome. And then uh, that Oli Fish compost is going to be in, and, and whether you usually buy it or not, get yep. that shit. Um, yep. And, of course, the modern microbes all day. Yep, Modern Microbes, new product, something that uh, if you've got a fresh soil, you want to inoculate it, get it ramped up to life. It's just a way to have control. Now, I've talked about these liquid microbe products in the pack. I'm not a huge fan, but this is a dry powder, and I'm a really big fan of it. So. Sweet. Right on, brother. Thank you, as always, for dropping the knowledge, Whoa, teaching us all the a little everything. Just exploded over there. His head, it blew up. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. And, of course, we're hooking that's it up. That's how I like to exit. Yeah. It's an explosion. There you go. Like right on, dude. Like right. Get, hey, come out here uh, to this side of the range sometime soon. I'm brother. going to. Hey, let's plan it because I'm willing to make the drive Touch. now, especially once we get out of spring. I'll have a lot more flexibility there. So Beautiful. All right, man. Well, we'll see you soon, man. And uh, can, good luck. Congratulations with all the growth. And, and uh, we'll put yep. out the word. Get, get you shipping yeah. some soil. Literally, you guys are one of the biggest part of our business. I really, really appreciate all you guys. Well, we really appreciate you, buddy. Talk right, soon. Thanks. Peace. Well, wow. that was Jeremy Silva of Build the Soil. Let's take this opportunity to also do the other shout-outs, then let's, let's take her bam, through. Boom, bam, bang, pow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, big shout-out to Way to Grow. Uh, if you're in Colorado, you need a grow store, you need some supplies, equipment, whatever you may need. You need some information, you're not in Colorado, go to oh, waytogrow.net. Way to grow, way to grow, way to grow. They have supported the Adam Dunn Show, and they'll hook you up if you bike, bike just hit the wall. Oh, he already hit the wall earlier. Yeah. No, no, I'm here. I'm fully here. Oh, no, he hit the Your wall. eyes look hooded. Oh, yeah, nice. No, nope, I had a nice uh, jerk wrap. I'm powered up and ready to go. <laughs> yeah. See, there's a Peppa Pig. Powered so, by jerk. Oh. Jerk wrap. That's why you're fading on me. And I'm oh, being, no, I'm being cool. I'm not being an He's ass. just chilling out. So, uh, yeah, I mean, big shout out to Way to Grow. If you haven't checked him out, just go to waytogrow.net. Do it for us. Similarly, with the Lido Granic Supply, I hear you guys are flooding the place with phone calls and requests and... Uh, in-person appearances at the Loveland store to get Peabud's autograph and a fuzzy sticker that says Peabud, which is pretty cool. He has fuzzy stickers, though? Yeah, yeah, They say Peabud. They're fuzzy. They're real wow. cool. They're like high-quality stickers. Bond, and they're free. Just go to Elite Organic Supply. Nice. Um, check them out. Uh, I've been there a few times in the past week just on random stuff. They sell all the Mary's products. It's a really good price. Um, so if you want to put a patch on your taint, go holler at Peabud. See, Peabud, <laughs> I want to put a patch on my taint. <laughs> Hey, yeah, it works, right? It's hard to get off, though. 
Not no pun intended. Sure works. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to get off. <laughs> Killing it. Uh, of course, uh, big big shout out uh, to AU Extracts moving here to Denver soon, setting up greenhouses. I hear big deal operations. Maybe a little breeding. Did I hear, oh, yeah. did I hear whispers about breeding? Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Going big. AU Extracts. Know the name. Be ready now. You know what? You want a free AU Extracts T-shirt? Find Kyle Henderson. He's got about 800 of them, and he'll hook you up. Yeah, yeah, right? Blow up at The Real Incredibles Instagram and just tell me when are you extract shirts. It goes to his personal phone, so it's yeah, good. Perfect. Be or, perfect. you know what? Ryan lives with him, so you can actually just harass Ryan about No, that. don't harass me at all. No. Speaking of harassing us for stuff, listen. Nobody, nobody jumped for that last thing you guys did last week. Nobody did it. I you guys are that. cowards. I can't believe it. It's because, Mitch, prank calls went out with the 90s, bro. All right, what's the what's the modern equivalent? Online trolling? Yeah, probably. Yeah, okay. Screen trolling screenshot. Give another shot to yes. do, do a troll the screenshot. Yes. Yeah, run, Here run. it is. It's like guys. more like this is like kicking the door and running kind of deal. It's not even like you did kicking the door. We used to ring the doorbell. Yeah, shit. Yeah, I, I think a troll like a troll of who though? Mitch. What's that? A troll of who hitting the wall? A troll of what? Who do we? Who do we want them to troll, Mitch? We want them to troll these motherfuckers, K Bud. Okay. Hold on, we'll Google them. That's what they're called, right? It's K-Bud smoking 94.1. Correct, yeah. That's right. Killer. Killer. K-Bud smoking 94.1. Listen. Hey. Listen. Listen, Listen over here, tough guy. Smoking941.com. Whoever posts is the funniest thing on their Facebook page to I mean, make them look silly? Whatever. Uh, something good. What something it, yeah, like, to just show us that some of the Troll something. Instead, I mean, a phone call, recording a phone call isn't the easiest thing to do. Okay. Look at their website. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is Remind them what, what the prize is before you... Yeah, let me back go to back seasons. to that. Scott Reach came here with a bag of Banana OG crossed with Rare Darkness 2. Never to be made again, never been made before. Limited drop Rare Darkness gear. And he said, do whatever you want with them. And we said, well, we're definitely keeping at least half of these, but we'll let some of these out. To in start 10 a seed packs. company with. Right. Right. So listen, yeah, you fun. guys want some exclusive beans. Yeah. All you got to do, smoking941.com, figure out how you're going to troll them. Troll them, troll them on Facebook, troll them, you need, troll them, troll them, and send us a screenshot to info at adamdunshow.com. If you're waiting on your giveaway, If you're waiting on a giveaway, <laughs> this is bike. If you're waiting on a giveaway, the kids' bike's getting towed. Kids' bike's getting towed. If you're waiting on a giveaway from the Dave Richards beans, <laughs> we're compiling that today. If you're waiting on a giveaway of the Dark Horse beans, that should have already been taken care of. Hit us back again. All of our failures. All of our no, we're fulfilling. <laughs> and uh, Adam, if you didn't send out the CB scientific test, I don't even know if those are still good. What do you mean no good? Are they still good? Of course they're good. What do you mean they're good? They're good. Hey, what they're was good. that? What was that dab, Adam? By the way, holy shit. Um, it was the warlock and the El Diablo. Wow. Uh, I feel like we're missing a shout out here again. Uh, you remembered last time it was another. No, no, Incredibles edibles. Colorado's number one edibles company. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's probably the most obvious one we missed. 
We just didn't Dude. have him list off the flavors this time. That was no. no, he can't do it. He can't. He failed. He's not here. His bike got towed. His bike's getting towed. He's bleeding. He's frazzled right now. Bike. Do you think? Do you he think heard he, the words bike and, and Do you think move. he bought a stolen bike from his friends in the in the uh, motorcycle club? Really? And that's gonna come out now. Like, yo, this bike is stolen. Oh, that would be good. Oh my that God. would be good. But big shout out to Incredibles Edibles. Uh, the, I've been selling a lot of those Afogato bars. I've been eating a bunch of those Afogato bars. I think they're good for you. It just not your bike. It was your bike. <laughs> Skinner. I needed you to. Move was it not his? It's not his. No, it was, but it was. It was just in the way. I mean, he said, "Who we got calling in? Who's Who got calling? Do they answer it? Sure, sure. We'll see what it is. Oh, maybe they want to do something in this contest. They're gonna call it right now. Yo, caller, caller, caller. What's going on? Who we got here. Yo, hello. Hello. Alan Dunso. Yes, yes, sir. sir. All right, I wanted to say I'm working on the Project Mayhem right now. I'm at the Drag Cleaners right now. The ladies are gone for the day, oh, but I have Adam Dunshow flag nice. and the Adam Dunshow logo in suits, dresses, polos, jackets, shorts. Sick. Where do I send the pictures to? Oh, uh, you're going to send those to info at adamdunshow.com. Damn, and we're going to send you like an awesome party pack of shit. Oh, my God. Now, I, saw I heard did, about this. I heard about it. Tell, did so did you guys all see the wedding dress? You did the wedding dress, right? Yeah, I have that picture on the Facebook. That's yeah, the I did see that. I heard, about, I heard about it. I haven't seen it yet. That's awesome. Yes, yeah, sir. so we have several dresses that are going out this week, and each dress has a little Adam Dunshow logo somewhere in the box, so they'll nice. all see it. Nice. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, so we need to talk about, so yeah, we need to do a lot of wedding shout-outs just to kind of random. Yeah, people. and I'm going to just say this. Listen, if anyone asks about it and they're interested... We will do that. If, they, if you find an Adam Dunn Show logo in your thing, you just pay the airfare and the lodging, and we'll do the Adam Dunn Show live from your wedding. Yeah. No, co- We're not going to charge you for it. Usually, usually, usually that would be a money. paid booking. It usually it would be huge, but yeah, we'll bring all this, the, you just we'll fly bring the us out there. We'll, 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 we'll rent our own tuxes, yeah. and we will, uh, we'll do the show live from your wedding. So that's, that's the next phase of this project mayhem. Yeah, I, I like that. I like oh. that. Also, I want to let you guys know that I hit the local campuses around here. There's a university right by my house, and all the stop signs on the opposite side have a large Adam Dunn Show flag on each side. So when you're at the four-way stop, you see Adam Dunn Show from all four corners. So it's like uh, an anti-Adam Dunn Show. As well. Stop the Adam Dunn Show. No, 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 that's <laughs> good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, the wrong, oh, shit, the wrong message. Put them on the go, the green lights. Everyone's thinking that no, we're trying to stop we, it. No, I we, love that. We like it. We like it. Send, send, don't, don't necessarily document too much evidence of this. <laughs> no, <but>, uh, <laughs> please document it. No, it's yeah, awesome. Yeah, send it all to uh, Adam. You know, you know what's you know, funny is you see how we're wearing the same shirts today. It's kind of awesome because we, we like it's we, our show. We look like we actually called each other. Like, yeah. sure. Pretty but, much style. But when I was in New York, the one thing I did love was that Every fucking guy walking past or every girl pretty much looked over, read it, and you could just watch their brain go. Like, and a few people were like, yeah, I know that. They didn't know that because they know that. No, no, they no, know it just sounds like a real show. It sounds real official when they read it in their mind. They're like, wow, that's something. That must be something. That is something. They're, they're all or it's going to be something. Yeah, so yeah, that's, I think that's becoming something. Oh, I heard of, about that at a party. We need more of these exactly. So you're going to yeah. be getting lots of uh, swag. To now, no, I think what we got to do is we got to style you out. And then since this is a dry cleaner, can we have him? Well, can we send him some shirts to like return to people with their dry cleaning? Oh yeah, we'll put a bunch yeah, of shirts. Yeah, I can totally extra. do that. I can like do it for, like twenty pieces a week, like suits, which is a two or three piece. I can do two piece dresses. I can do. Whatever you want, like it, like it. This we, is we're awesome. all over. This we're is how you put over. it. Because a lot of times you end up giving your shirts to bums, which is the opposite of people who get it to get play, uh, get pay to get dry cleaning done. Jesus Christ, Adam, you're gonna love this. One of our customers 
actually has a hoodlam jacket that he gets dry cleaned every winter here. Well, nice. that guy we got to give a shirt. Well, that guy obviously yeah. has a shirt. Where, so where, where's the dry cleaner based out of? It's based out of Tavia, Illinois. Illinois, nice. Yeah. Sweetness. Right on. Well, it's awesome to hear you're uh, trying to change your, your zone there and to get them a little bit more aware of what's going to sweeping across the nation and, and we'll be taking over their spot. And so. if anyone else wants to get in on the Project Mayhem Mayhem, <laughs> you can tell, obviously, <laughs> just self-initiate. Yeah, just do what you want. Call what you in, do. report to us, and we'll take care of you. And the and best part is that I got my work printer. I got the, like, the ink and everything, and the paper's all here, so I mean... It's pretty mayhem. I get my boss to pay for everything, and I spread it all over the place. I love it. I love it. We love On it, Adam, we actually met at the 23rd Canvas Cup right when I got to Amsterdam. You were the first shop that I went into, and we talked about the bubblegum, the sage, and the sage and sour. And I got to say, that was pretty cool going to Amsterdam and actually getting to talk to someone right away as soon as I got there. Nice, nice. Well, like you said, you're lucky, too, because that shop is not even open anymore. So it's gone. Really? Yep, they just closed it at 420 this year. So... It's oh wow! No longer the awesome spot it was, but you can come here. I'm gonna uh, keep spreading the word and printing out little papers and posting them all over the place. You're gonna come this way, right, and see us sometime? Yeah, definitely come visit us out here too, because I will. Oh, and also a belated Happy Father's Day to you guys. Uh, I know that was last week, but I wanted Happy Father's Day. I just found out I'm gonna be a dad. Oh, congratulations, hey, congratulations dude! Congratulations. The due date is January 27th. I'm excited and nervous. Well, keep <laughs> us posted, dude. Definitely. Uh, don't get arrested for putting uh, things on stop signs. Before the baby's born, and uh, you know, stay safe and stay definitely f- keep us informed. That's awesome. Yeah, man, it's a life changer and it's pretty major. All right, then yeah, I'll definitely send you guys the email later today with all the pictures of everything. Right on, dude. Thank you very much. All right, we'll right, post another thing. Great. Salute right, you for your good work. Uh, thank you. <laughs> and on that note, yeah, I'm glad to finally talk to you. Thanks, man. Yeah. Welcome, finally, Chris Indo Expo. Hey guys. Wow, you're wow, loud. You should host an expo. Hey. You'd be good. Remember the first Kushcon oh, hey. where the guy was talking the whole time? What's You'd be good. Learner? Was that Lerner? Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy. Was he on a Segway? That guy was on a Segway, though. Don't do the Segway. Don't. So, <laughs> Indo Expo, it's coming. It, it, you just Damn. did one in Kelly, right? No, we, no. We, our last one was November. November. November 2014 here in Denver. And here comes the next and one. And here comes the next one, July 11th and 12th. Um, this one, we've added a bunch of cool stuff to the show. You guys are speaking at the show. Yeah, we, 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 we're we, pretty we, excited about yeah. that. We're talking about genetics and breeding. Yeah, right? you can talk about whatever, whatever you guys we want, want to, cool. but we put you down for breeding and genetics because we know that's one of your fortes. Yeah, and it'd be guys... fine. We can, and, and it says that friends, so I can bring anybody we want. Anybody, Adam. That's Dunham, right. Yeah. And who else you got going on that day? That's right. We got, we got uh, a... Where the hell's JJ? What yeah, happened to JJ? He came and went. What do you mean? He came for you? Too many people? Busy guy. Come on. We weren't ready for him. It was too hot. You did say it was too hot in here. It's too hot. Luckily, we weren't upstairs. If we were upstairs, everyone would have died. We would have killed that guy because he already couldn't sweat. That would have have definitely happened. Jesus. I'm telling you. (laughs) Right on, Chris. We got um, that same day, we also have Kyle Cushman speaking, and then we're ending the day with the Stanley Brothers. Are coming in oh, I thought office. we were headlining. Whoa, so we whoa, whoa. It. We're not headlining? I thought we were going to switch. This might switch. be a walk-off situation. <laughs> <laughs> we are flying in on the, on the Indo Expo jet, though. So. Yeah, oh, exactly. That's, that's, that's true. Know. So that's I guess if that's the time you got to schedule Wait, a jet. Wait, what? Yeah. You shouldn't just be able to go whenever the hell you fucking want. They can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we do really. That's awesome. You guys are doing Chalice and making it back for Indo. So we really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. we're pushing the boundaries now. Doug, he's going to be all bummed because he's probably going to, dude, I scheduled you guys to give away all the best awards at the last minute. Yeah, we lost a we lost a, a small group of people to, to Chalice and to there's also a huge big ag show going on in Ohio the same date. Mm. But this is the year of uh, events 
Oh yeah. Um, we, this is a cycle. Well, we started this. There was probably three. You know, there was there's always been high times, but there was like Canacon and NCIA. So we figured there was a lot of a lot of space still. And I think since the last show eight months ago, there's there's probably been twenty new shows have popped up. Yeah. It's almost like when you're growing a crop and you think, you're, oh, man, I'm going to time this shit perfect. And then all of a sudden you're like, right. everyone do- drops on the same day. And you're like, what? So, everyone got the same cut? In the this same case, day? every show seems to be happening within 30 days of each other. So right. it should be interesting. But what's really cool about Indo is that it, it really represents the local Colorado industry. And it's very Colorado strong. And we, we have such big names. You know, people are coming out from all over the country, from all, from all over the world, actually, to come and check out the show. Um, it's a chance for them to check out the industry in Denver, see what's going on, and I, I definitely think we're kind of the tastemakers for, uh, you know, the, the Colorado industry becoming the tastemakers for the for the world in the cannabis industry. So uh, it's it, kind of a killing two birds with one stone. Definitely looks like a very Stunning proper show. Two birds with, yeah, get two birds done at once. It definitely looks like a proper show. You know, no, I heard. I think it's, I, I didn't make it to the last show. I think there was also a. I think the last show had something where there was a clash of another show too. Right? We went toe to toe with NCIA. <clears throat> oh, yeah, uh, their Vegas show oh, was going on on the exact same day, right. and we sold out. We had 141 different companies. We had thousands of buyers shopping the show. Yeah, I remember I was there here, and it was good. And I was like, yeah, Man, well, we could have went, but we yeah. couldn't really because we had to be couldn't be in two. And the other thing that's cool about it too is like you know we're big supporters of Waste Farmer and Batch 64. Um, give it like a shout out to my buddy Jason over at Batch 64. Um, and a way to grow is our cultivation sponsor. So all the same so you guys. Got Black Dog here. Black yeah, it's Dog. A lot, Corey, yeah, it's a lot Black of our Dog. buddies here. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So it's a lot of friends, you know, and it's cool because either your buddy's speaking and your buddy's exhibiting, you're repping for your company mm-hmm. um, for for a jillion different reasons. You know, it we're able to get the people to show up for the show, which is great. Which is, seems to be the 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 hard thing for other people producing events lately is to get people to actually come out for it right it's, it's all it's all well and good to plan a big event but to not have yeah. anyone show up is kind of embarrassing yeah. yeah and he made a good point too uh, when he was talking about waste farmer it's like you know the other thing is the industry is moving so fast we have to be we have to do something to kind of protect this the culture that we had here well it's cool you that know? you guys are doing like a job fair too mm-hmm. on a public day so a lot of people want to know how to get in the industry i get asked that question exactly all the time. it's like boom yeah and w- the way that works too is any company that's exhibiting with us if they are looking for if they're hiring they need new reps they need what, anything bud tenders anything uh they just put up that they're a job fair participant and then people know where to go with their resumes but it was really successful last year so we want to keep keep that part of the show we also maybe added we'll, a conference we'll do a job fair oh, yeah hey, <laughs> me and you can do job fairs <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, we'll post we'll get a an intern a sound guy yeah. 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 Sound guys might be good. So, uh, we also. I can just turn all the mics off real quick if you uh, want me to. Yeah, I thought you want to be the video uh, guy. You guy. want a sound guy to do the sound, and you want to be the video guy. I thought you wanted to be doing a lot of those sweeping shots. Yeah, the sweeping. Oh, switch to intense angle. Yeah, a lot switch of to overhead. 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 Switch overhead. to intense angle. Cross angle. You, that's what you want. Direct. You need to move up. You need to let go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We're trying to move you up. We've got to build underneath you. Yep. So give us the dates, obviously. Yeah, of course. The dates, uh, location, tickets. July 11th and 12th. Um, it, it is a B2B trade show. So the, you know, the intention is that it's for people to come and shop, people that own hydro centers, uh, garden stores, dispensary owners, smoke shop owners, stuff like that. But then it's also open to the public on Sunday for the job fair. 
and you know how this industry and is here. We, to us. We've got and, and well, it's good because the public day is probably the bigger. No, day that's for, the day I want to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah we yeah, don't want to talk about the industry. And since there's so much gray, you know, industry still, um, you know, we don't. You can't judge a book by its cover. There could be some young kid that's coming in there shopping for a hundred lights. So yeah, for sure. So no. we do some strong business on the Sunday also. Yep. Um, yeah, it's a great show. It's a great show. We also added a conference to this show, so we're trying to add, bring some more information to it. Uh, Michael Miller from the National Cannabis Chamber of Commerce is the sponsor of the event, and uh, he's bringing in some really big speakers. We've got some big local guys like um, Mike Donovan. Um, so a bunch of Bob Hoban, different lawyers and people like that in the community. He's also flying in uh, Senator Nelson out of the Virgin Islands. A lot of our friends. And, These uh, are all people. You know, we you know him. He's supposed to be a real cool guy. Senator all, Nelson's been on the he's show. He's coming. He's he real cool. He rocks yeah. some long dreadlocks. He said he's going to be camping out all weekend, but he'll be coming down the hill. For yeah, the he's show. the man, dude. Like, Hell yeah. Um, so we got a bunch of big names uh, at the conference also. And then also we just discounted the conference down to $99. So we'd, we'd like to get a bunch of people out for that. They're going to be talking about the tribal nations, uh, doing a big thing on hemp, a big thing on banking solutions. So, again, all the hot topic hot topics issues. for sure. Yeah. So, uh, so we got the conference. We got glass blowers. We do some demonstrations. We got great speakers like you guys and Kyle and the Stanley Brothers and um, hemp. Uh, Colorado, Veronica. Nice. She's doing a bunch of stuff there. She also brought in a, a dozen different companies to represent some different hemp products. And so it's going to be a su- super tight show. We've got well over 100 exhibitors already signed up. And this is kind of when they start flying off the shelves, too. Is everybody waits till the last, last minute, minute in this and industry. You got your yeah. deals. That's because yeah. they're, they're waiting for deals. You realize that? Yeah, well. So here's what you got to do. They're I'll not tell so you, far I'll off. I'll tell you a secret. I'll tell you a secret. So what you do is you'd be like, look. I know you're going to wait for a deal, and everyone's right. going to wait for a deal, but I want to take care of you right now. So right. let me just give you the deal up front, and then you still charge them whatever you're going to yeah. charge them. Bam, like or the first just week like it's 1000 and it goes up from there or something like that. Yeah, yeah. but it's funny. they do, And we are. We're actually running some promotions right now just to plug the, la- the last available spot. You get a shitty location in the co- you know, corner of the room, but you're there. And then, right. You know, it's- right. And people want to know who's there, too, before they sign up. It's that, that's that mentality. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, what kind of show is this? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, NCIA is two weeks earlier. We just had Canacon here. Um, well, but, we're going to be there. But so this if you're is listening to this, you probably want to be there. Strong, you know, Colorado strong event. And just like last year, it should be even better. So we're excited to have you guys there. We're excited about all the local companies that are working with us. And uh, we hope to put, keep putting on killer shows. We're going to be doing, uh, we have a deal with the Denver Mart where we're producing Indo Expo there for the next 10 years. Wow. So nice. you'll, you'll see us at least once a year here in Denver. And then I think we're starting to feel out Florida and Phoenix and some other places. All right. Well, you, you, know? don't, you can't book us anywhere hotter than here, <laughs> but anywhere cooler than here <laughs> you can book Anything us. Anything 114 degrees is out of the question. Entirely out of the question. Um, well, right on, man. And uh, what the, can people just buy tickets at the box office, show up at the Denver Mart Day of, you or is can. it better you to buy them online? Sh- you can show up. If, if you want to register to be a buyer, you should pre-register. It just kind of expedites things at the gate. Um, but any, oh, the other thing is anyone who is in the industry. So we built this show for the industry. We, we really did for all the growers, for all the dispensary owners, for all these people. So if you have a key or support badge, you get in the door for free. Okay, that's and nice. Just a way to kind of support locally, we and love then that. also, um, if you're just public and you're interested in getting into the industry, you want to learn some stuff and you want to check out the show. It's thirty dollars at the gate, and then Saturday is only for businesses um, and or industry professionals. 
Nice. So uh, 30 bucks for public and free to buyers and free to anyone who has a key or support badge. And uh, yeah, that's it. Sweet, hey. sweet. So that's going to be uh, like a pretty big, that weekend, because it's funny how it just rolled out, you know, that like a couple of years ago, that would never have been a real hot weekend. Right, right. Now, now you're competing with I think it was fueled so. by 710, really. And, you know, unfortunately, something happened with 710 in Adams County or getting their paperwork in, or yeah. I'm not exactly sure what happened, but we were disappointed about that because we thought, okay, well, you know, our show is not dry, but at the same time, it is business centric. Sure. It's all about the industry. And we thought this is going to be perfect to have 710 cup out back. Yeah. People can go, we were, we were calling it the mullet show, you know, right. business in the front party in the back. And when the things fell through for them, they've now moved their dates to, I think October. I don't know right. if you guys might know, but Unfortunately, they're not going on right out back, which would have been cool for our all exhibitors. But we right. are, we are doing a party here. What we're doing right a party here, here Saturday, Saturday night. Here. Yeah, we're doing a party here. It's for all the exhibitors, and it's just a VIP Indo Expo party. There you go. Right You're going to be cooking. Jerky's going to be cooking, oh, and man, uh, a... yeah, we're going to blow this place up. We got a good band lined up, and it should be really fun. So that's a good cool. fun well, industry. I, well, I, I live out back, so I'll be complaining right away. Like, uh, <laughs> keep it down. Keep it down. So, I got small weed coming from my neighbors. That'll be on Saturday exactly. night, July 11th. Probably start around seven and go till whenever, till, yeah, till whenever Adam kicks us out. Oh yeah, so I'm like, get the fuck out of my property. Yeah, nice one. Um, what are you doing there? Reading something? Reading something. Just Why? reading some just stuff. Just reading random shit? Yeah, you know. Come on. Coming on. I'm just trying to see what we're going to fit into the show here, bud. We're How got, much time we got? We got, we got eight minutes. Eight so minutes. we're in the eight squeeze. Minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah that's that's <laughs> what I figured. I figured we were down to the that's, final grind. That's what I'm saying. So I'm just trying to see All what right. we should do. So uh, well, we're looking forward to definitely that one. And we're going to be flu- we're gonna be on the. We're going to be going for... It'll be pretty fun, actually, I think. Just come back late. We're, we're, yeah, we're coming back Saturday night, resting up. Are you guys making it back Saturday? Cool. Yeah, we're going to yeah. keep the yeah. fire flying yeah. Sunday morning. That was the plan. I was trying to make it as late as I could in that, the daytime. That's my no, plan. Yeah, that's, that that's, my that's helpful, that too, because I still got to jet up to Longmont and jet back and all that. But yeah. I said yeah. just land and run in and just bam. And I guess James from Seeds Here Now is bringing in a bunch of other, you know, he's repping for a bunch of seed companies, and he helped to bring you guys on board. And yep. So that's another cool thing about our show is you're not going to see a lot of plants or a lot of genetics available mm-hmm. at any other events. I mean, we had buckets of hemp seed. We had. Last <laughs> time I actually went to your show, it was actually cool. There was That's where I met, I think, James and, and that whole crew, La Plata was there yeah. and all those guys. Yeah, and, and, you know, people made some huge oh, yeah. deals. People made huge, like... Talked to a company who sold some greenhouses, $80,000 greenhouses. They just yeah. bumped into some people at our show. Nice. Um, you know, they're making connections with, to, to get on board with hemp farmers, uh, getting jobs in the industry, getting some knowledge. Just, it's a really good way to get, just go mingle for the day, network, right. see some old friends, make some new friends. Uh, Eric Steckler's bringing in a bunch of his crew, and they're doing glassblowing demonstrations throughout. So they're actually going to do a class on glass blowing at the event That's like cool. learn how to you know glass blowing 101 type of sure, thing sure so there's a lot of cool stuff whether you're you know farm league or or a seasoned pro you know there's something yeah. for everybody at the show what and, i liked uh, about the last one too was it was because it was b2b like everyone was someone worth talking to it wasn't like you're in a crowd of like tourists more or less yeah, that's yeah. true. That's and true. I mean, you see, there's a lot of consumer shows out there, all these cups and stuff and like even, that. Those even are fun. for networking as an attendee with other attendees right. and people behind the booths and right. everything. It's, that's why B2B shows are always great. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's the issue, too, with all these events going on. And then there's these cups and promo events, you know, and then there's these finance shows. 
um, out there. We really decided that what the industry was going to need in the long run, because it's a, it is a real industry and it's not going anywhere, is a pure B2B trade show. And so that's the whole point. You bring out these solid people that are all in the industry. You're not talking to people about how to pH their water and stuff like that. And this is not a stoners and concrete kind of thing. I mean, a kid that's dabbed out, that's running around, you know, eating pizza and stuff, is not necessarily going to buy an $80,000 extractor on the spot. I'm sure it happens. Right. But that's not what he's there shopping to do. He's there to, you know, have fun, listen to music, see some girls, smoke some, you know. Yeah. So it's a different event altogether. And, and so I think now the industry is starting to figure out where they land in the whole scheme of things. Because before it was like, high times gets 50,000 people. I definitely yeah. got to exhibit there. Well, you know, that's a, it's a great show and it's they, they've got the foot traffic, but it... Hey, you don't need 80,000. Depends you on your s- product. If you're selling exactly. a product that is mass exactly. produced like 5, that, 100% good, perfect. Right. Exactly. If 5,000 you know, 5, people that are actually looking for a little more your, your right. size thing. And you see these shows too, like uh, when Galleria, Vaporize, 360 Horticulture, big industry, they do these big conglomeration shows. Again, a really good idea. And in the future, that might be the future of trade shows. We might have to link up with all these other medium-sized shows and produce the American Cannabis Expo or something. Right. But when you, if you're a buyer, if you ever go shop trade shows, it's really hard to get around to 500 booths. Yeah. It, you become lost in an ocean of, of vape pens and things like that. So a nice medium-sized show, and it's, it's, it's way more about quality than it is about quantity. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course. Such is the industry. Is that why we're there? Yeah, that's why we're there. That's why you guys are there. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why we bring out the big guns. Nice. <laughs> the, little, the little big guns. All right, well, we got four minutes. All right. So four then, minutes. Uh, the kid's going to uh, do something exciting, right? Mm-hmm. A wheelie or did something? Did your bike get towed? Yeah, what happened? what happened to the bike? Was it even in fear of getting towed, or did the guy just make no, it? Was the just bike tow douchebag next to it. He's like, dude, that's a, that's a separate unit you parked in front of. Like, all right, dude. All you do is say, hey, can you move your fucking bike? It takes two seconds. You know, you're parked in front of a unit that doesn't belong to Green Labs. You know, you're a douchebag. You can just ask me to move my bike. Oh, wow. Fucking asshole. So you don't think he's listening to the show right now? No. Yeah, shout out to that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love yeah. that guy. Fucking gargle him, even That's if you awesome. are listening. Gargle. Seriously. Gargle um, so, okay, we, now we know the kid's uh, bike is safe. Everybody's, everybody's happy again. <laughs> bike, three minutes left. What's up? You went away. What happened? Where Did you go going? take a nap? What are you doing? You're wondering. You're, you're, you're you pacing. Yeah, pretty much. What's no, we're giving you a last-minute shout-out. You, 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 you don't want your shout-out? Oh, my God. My <laughs> deficit disorder has taken over. At this. I've been here since 10.30, so I'm a little bit crazy right now. Okay. Oh, man, stir crazy. But the studio is clean as fuck. You just went upstairs and cleaned the studio just right while now. we were doing the show? No, when I got here the first thing this morning, I did. So now it's all good. So I'm suffering from a little bit of a heat stroke right. and insanity right now. Uh, stroke insanity. So just ignore me? We're all right, ignore, ignore you. I'm going to smoke a bowl. Uh, Jerky doesn't get really much of a shout-out. We know he shout-out to juice. chickens that Jerky's going to kill. <laughs> Flesh and oh come on, man! Big shout out to Island Pepper Pot. You Get jerky it. some worky. There you go. Hey, go. Give, Project, this Project some work. Give this jerk some work. Yeah. 
All right, there we go. Big, that's a huge shout-out right there. That's like a $10,000 shout-out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so paid for today's lunch. Speak, Come on. In the theme of the sound, today is a Denver Bike Twerk Day. Yes. Not bike, bi- and Twerk. Older bike Twerk bike Day, twerk too. It's just natural. Not bike, bike twerking? Well, you can... It's Bike Twerk. T- bike, bike Twerk. Not Bike Twerk. Oh, okay. Bike Twerk. W-E-R-K. Bike Twerking. Twerk. Ride your bike Twerk. And twerk? I don't get it. Twerking. Bike and twerk. So if you see white guys riding their bike, shaking their ass, they're, they're out of today, you understand what's going on. Yeah, they're, 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 the, they're like the you. label. Is that you? Is that, no, why, is that why you wore those special shorts so you could twerk? Yes, yes, my, yeah, my tights. It's just twerk shorts. Uh, These are just twerk shorts. Twerk shorts. Shout out to my beautiful wife Cece, who's trying to was trying to get in with the kid over here earlier. Almost, you know. It almost made it. He almost. He was he trying. He almost so made it in. I heard him scream. And ah. We're out at the park right now. So. House house. Yeah. And this weekend, a uh, big party down at Mama Ace's farm. So I think Jerkman might even be down there Wait, jerking what, around. Wait, what? What, dude? Do I just not get invited to anything anymore? <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're not. Nobody invites me to it's fucking 30, anything I anymore. Have, I, can't have bikers. I, can't have, I can't have bikers on my property. Yeah, the landlord's oh, actually. Neighbors, neighbors are getting all like, what the hell? Those loud pipes. Uh, <laughs> It's not that loud. It is loud. I thought you got um, it because it's loud. It's pretty loud. You added... Yeah, exactly. But really, That's how true. come I don't get invited to these things anymore? Everybody's invited. I nice. wasn't invited until right now, and it wasn't even a formal invite. I just heard about it. Wah! Yeah. It's not cool. Uh, don't look at me like I blew it. You're the, one, you're the one who just announced your birthday party on the radio. Big times. Big times. <laughs> Big times. <laughs> 12,000 people will be there. Well, you got to know me. you got to know how to get there. Um, and uh, I know how to get there. I've been there like six times. You do I look like I'm talking to you over here? I'm talking to the world. Uh, anyway, anyway, anyways. Uh, and shout out to Dinosaur Train. Dinosaur for, Train for not, up at Dinosaur Ridge. I, I get in a disc. I get my refund for your tickets. Nice. There, so you, there you go. Thank you. Hopefully, I get my. Uh, dinosaur Train refund. Dinosaur refund. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to my beautiful wife Reese, whose eye is now much better, and little baby <laughs> Farron, who's totally walking now, hundred percent. Doing her thing. Yeah, totally changed. Everything in the house changed now. Yeah, certain things are different. I have to get rid of my coffee table, which I've liked. <laughs> Everything has to creep. Yeah, nothing starts yeah. to get creeped higher. And yeah, every, <laughs> the whole world goes higher. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. Nice. All right, guys, we'll catch you next week. Thanks for hanging out and late with us. We we finally made. Guess it. the humidity if you want to back of seeds. Yeah, it's they're all like sprouting in the so office right, right now. Eight hundred percent humidity. Uh, oh see you guys God. next week. We're going to bring some dry ice and make homemade air conditioners. <laughs> oh, those are good. Those are good. You should get Five those. gallon bucket and a fan would be good. Booyah. All right. Kill that. Yeah. <laughs> Children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record album have their own hidden we don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it ganja. Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn. And I'm your co-host, Mitch Shinasa. And we are here in a different section of the building today. Yes. It was a bit hot up in the studio, so we, uh, we decided to move it More down. More than a bit hot. It was and, intolerable. And we had some guests in that were definitely, we didn't want to cook them up there. 
because it was going to be a, a tight squeeze. It always, it always is in that spot anyway, but it would have been extra tight. So uh, we wanted to uh, cool down a little bit, got downstairs, got set up a little late, kind of expected, but uh, we are here now. Joined by a bike, of course. Hey guys, get in there tight, bike. You gotta get through. Yeah, it sounds like you're in fucking Castle Grayskull. Come on, squeak. Yeah, she has to make out with the microphone today because the studio is a little bit sounding. Studio sounds a little bit different than it does down here. It sounds different. We'll have a little echo, and we'll apologize for any of that. But we didn't have any chance to sound uh, test this at all. We literally. Walked in and we're like, Jesus Christ, my skin's melting no, off. This isn't happening for the past hour. That's yeah, the AC did. wasn't really doing his job, and everything just seemed like it did. Quit it. Quit. So it would have been three hours of just sweaty rambling, or yeah. or this. Now we'll have, not so bad. Yeah, we'll do three hours still, but uh, it'll be less sweaty rambling. Right. So uh, Mitch oh, and I'm here too. Don't yeah. worry. Oh, and the, the kids, kids, superhero, the kid, the I'm here. Who's single-handedly? Day. We're here with bike, and yeah, let's get on with our day. So uh, yeah. you know, I'm here. Uh, yeah. Who single-handedly moved the studio actually, I, downstairs? I did, I did that on purpose because somebody's so grumpy today. Exactly. <laughs> I'm so grumpy today. Oh my god! But this jerk burrito is so good. Jerkitos. The jerkitos. It's definitely not a burrito. It's just a wrap. It's just. A wrap. You can't just like throw another culture's food around like that. That's kind of rough, kid. He called it a burrito first. Oh, did he, did he call? He oh, called it a wrap to me. Hmm? Yeah, maybe we call the burrito. Dude. I don't know if he said burrito, but anyway. So, yeah, the kid single-handedly built this entire studio out of just pretty much random stuff he brick. found upstairs. It wasn't even, it was wasn't even our studio. He just yeah. grabbed random things. Yeah, I mean, we just built this whole section. Mike, is your brought, you able to watch the stream? Jerky almost went down <laughs> the stairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Nobody I believe the that. kid was promised a dab after setup. Was this... Oh was this dad. accurate? Give him his dab. Put it together. Put it together. Give him his dab. Fine. I'll smoke Here. your chem dog pipe. Hand me that thing so I don't break it. All right. Well, I'll smoke weed first because YouTube, for whatever, likes when people just smoke weed. There you go. We're smoking on some. Loves cannabis. Smoking on some of bikes. Fucking incredible here. Grown by. Who's this by? Bike. That is by someone who <clears throat> I don't know the name of. Someone I don't remember. Got it from a guy. Where was it acquired? The guy. Denver, Colorado. So, uh, this is some street weed. Whoa, like literally, you found it on the street? No, this is just not from a shop. Black market. Wow. Whoa. Someone asked me the other day. Burns clean now. Well, well nope. that has yet to be proven. I'm scared, dude. That's, that stuff could be like. It's never been tested. Oh, my God. This is what we used it's to so smoke dangerous. before so dispensaries. So dangerous to buy cannabis from somebody. Well, I am a guy who lives on the edge. When, Look at him on the edge years. of his chair. Here, yeah, yeah, grow, grow this illegal weed. Tell me what you think. What did you think? Um, which one? Interesting. Oh, it's like minty. This one? Oh, this yeah. is the illegal weed. Yeah, or illegal weed. Well, that's, that's a gray area weed. It's not illegal. I didn't pay for it. It was given to me. So. Oh, so it's legal weed. It's oh, totally, totally legal. legal. Yeah. It's just not from a shop. That's all. So it's yeah, it's gray area and it's uh, gray ash. So you almost took you almost took a second hit. This pipe's not big enough. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Seriously, it's designed for bike. All right, let's. Uh, we're all disjointed. We're in a different studio. We're at a different time slot. Everything's weird right Burn, now. Burns good. Burns all right. Burns good. Oh, Burns good. all right. That's right. not like Snow White. That's like a light would gray, you, a you, very light gray. For free weed, that's for free, free weed. It's oh, great. Yeah, weed, yeah, 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 yeah. Burns that's, awesome. That's that's the ideal ash in free weed. Kid, there's your dad. Like it was flush, nice. So, how does our sound? Does it sound terrible for people, or does it sound okay? Yeah, chat room. What are you thinking about this? We need to know. 
so we can adjust the accordingly. Yeah, well, so the kid can adjust things accordingly. The whole thing, yeah, we bring act, it down. Well, we, and we'll take responsibility. And rebuild the entire studio again. I mean, other than, yeah, other than that, you can tell that we're in an open room. All the levels should be okay, and everything coming up on live stream is all right. So, okay, just imagine we're in some giant hall. Like right yeah, now. I mean, that's pretty much it. We're at the Enorma Dome. We're like at the up. Enorma Dome right now, headlining. So This is the haze room at the tall ceiling. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for the dap. There uh, we go. Now we're back. So, how was your week? Oh, well, I was going to do that. Like dinosaur train? What are you talking about? I yeah. missed it. Oh, man. I was, I was, he was telling me about dinosaur train, and I kind of wanted to go. See? That's good. That's you good. know what? It turned out that it wasn't quite what I expected it to be. It was so lame, but it was all right. It was, you know, when you have a three-year-old, and he loves the show, and you go there. So he loved it. He loved parts of it, but he got scared when he saw the one character that was in, in actual character, and then it was like, all right, well, that didn't really, you know. That didn't pan out. Yeah. Glad there weren't more of them, but also sucked there weren't more of them. Well, yeah, it was weird because it was like uh, I came to the conclusion that, that, that everybody that smoke, clean burn. Well, everybody that worked there was over sixty-five, so I figured that that might be the part of the dinosaur train is that they have these dinosaurs working there because nobody was. Young. It was like, hey, kitty, come over and pan for gold, or come over and dig for this bone over here. You know, it was like, wow, and they got these high, you know, super high energy old people, which was great to see, but. Overall, it was kind of lame. It was like one of those things. It, very, it reminded me of being in Holland again because it was kind of like you get out there and you're like, this is on the side of the highway. They got some concrete dinosaurs. And I thought that you were going to go somewhere else. And that was like, nope, that's it. You're going to go look at those same things you saw when you drove in and you drove all the way around them. Like, there's no, mis- there's no mystery. <laughs> you you know? saw it all. You saw it all before you even got there. You're like, oh, great. And it's like stegosaurus, brontosaurus, pterodactyl. You know, no. It's like kind of the classic. Do you think Nick is too young to see Jurassic World? No, <coughs> not at all. He was scared of that dinosaur guy, though. Was it the old man so who I mean, was scared? I hear of it's like pretty intense. Yeah, we'll throw him in. Throw him to the wolves. Throw him to the wolves. That's like that's Spartan style, you know. Come on, that's, that's all you. you that's how you, you just throw it. him out there to the wolves and then hope for the best. And if he makes it back, well, then that's good. That's that's, that's, that's yeah. your guy. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. So ours is to like if he's a scary movie. Is that so the part of Greece where people are from Sparta? Yeah, that's where my family's from. Is, yeah, your yeah. Spartans. Yes, Ooh. yes. He says <laughs> Spartan and Viking. I didn't realize that Dunn was a Spartan. So last my, name. My, Pardon my, me. No, no, the Dunn part's not. It's the, it's yeah. the Eleopolis side. That sounds pre- fairly Spartan. Yeah, that's right. But the uh, but the um, yeah. So now he's basically <laughs> half Viking and half Spartan warrior. So that's pretty much he. You know, now when he picks up a hammer, it's pretty much like real Thor. He's, yeah, he's done deal. Like, done deal. He, he starts hammering like, oof. See, it's in the blood. And you, since you didn't make it, tell us how come you didn't make it. It was kind of crazy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> All right. But here's the other thing, too. Now I have a new theory. Uh-oh. So Reese suddenly comes out of the bathroom, putting on her makeup, ready to go to Dinosaur Train. And she's like, dinosaur train. she's like, my eye's bugging me a little. Is it all right? And I'm like, look, she's like going like this, covering her face. And she looks at me and I'm just like, holy shit. It was like one eye was the color, like bright red all of a sudden, like within minutes. And she's like, is it pink eye? I was like, I don't know. It doesn't look good. And then there was oozing and whatever. But she looked it up on the internet and magically cured it with a job. Wait, drop. she had a bad eye and you made her look it up on the internet? I she, she sent eye? me to, she had one good eye that's totally true wow. and she sent me to Walgreens Zyro with the baby Walker. she was like take the baby out I don't want to get her infected go to Walgreens okay. Walgreens she is to a go to good Walgreens. area to get away from Something germs got, from <laughs> exactly yeah go there no I went to Walgreens to get she wanted an eye patch so we can go to dinosaur <laughs> town she'd wear an eye patch oh, that would have been awesome at this point we're trying to make oh, it work 
No. But then she's texting me like it's oozing yellow green stuff, and I was like, I, "That's not good." Like a real pirate. Yeah, yep. Arr. That's how pirate's eye works. Yeah, yeah. And then she's good. Then she's convinced it's pink eye. So she finds a. And then she's like, "Sounds I, like rainbow eye." Watch. I mean, I don't think pink eye. Pink eye definitely has that like. But it's just more of an eye booger. The like, thing about pink eye is it doesn't happen in five minutes like that. Right. It didn't no. have to like, be asleep. For Especially when you're putting makeup time. on. There's yeah. a real sort of like, hmm. Putting so, makeup. Like, like as you're putting makeup on. So obviously it's getting Chinese bad scarier and yeah. scarier because this is a weird zombie-like symptom. Uh, but she looked it up on the internet and it said to put a drop of breast milk in your eye if you're nursing and you don't want to cure it so you don't give the baby pink eye. And she did. And it, it worked. It was kind of crazy. Wow. Did, she, did she like squirt it straight into it? Or no. Come she, on. Give me a visual here. Give me a visual. No. She pumped it like you normally <laughs> pump it. And then I got an eyedropper while like I was a, at Walgreens. Well, if, it's an emergency, or, if it's an emergency, you just go straight. I, straight. I, I, I would just yeah. like aimed out. Yeah. That's how you do it. Yeah. Yeah. That would good. That's good. I like that. Self-medicating. So self, that's with your proper, own body. That's proper self-medicating. That is right? literal <laughs> self-medicating. <laughs> that's the most self-medicating ever. So problem oh, wow. solved in the long run. But then on Monday, I woke up and I went outside. You had pink eye. No, I couldn't open my fucking eyes. I had to like pull over on the side of the road. What? My eyes were like overpowered. Driving? I woke up. I went outside. I was fine. Oh, I know what. And then when I got in the car, it was like. (laughs) It was crazy. You weren't fine. Then I wasn't fine. fine, Indeed. That's pretty scary, dude. If you're out and like, no, I've had that happen too. You have too. And sometimes you're just Kyle has too. Fuck it. I'll just keep driving, and even though I can't see, yeah, you do. You 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 just do it. They keep like fighting it, and then you get like you see a glance of the road, and you're like, oh, good, I'm still on the road. That literally (laughs) just happened to me maybe four days ago. So I I think it's a pollen thing, guys. No, no, I mean it was. I mine was. I was I was transplanting, and I got a piece of perlite in my eye, and almost instantly. Couldn't see, couldn't see anything because the second I opened my eye, it was blinding. So I'm trying to drive to the urgent care, and I can't that's see a funny anything. Story. That's a funny and story. I, as soon as I get to the urgent care, I'm like, I'm going to give this one more shot before I go in. And I got to pull my top eyelid down over my bottom eilid and gone. A pound of dirt came out of your eye. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, whatever the little piece of uh, <laughs> a whole pot, a whole uh, yeah. pot came but, out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty miserable. You try to drive, and you're like, I don't know, I got it. Like, I, I can do it. I mean, and you can't like even can't force it. your eyes open. Yeah, your eyes are you mad stronger uh-huh. than your hands. Uh-huh. I think it's. I think it's a combo of just like the time of year where the sun gets at a certain light angle, and then also it's. it's I'm like, familiar with that. Sure, we're like coming out of the winter weakness, like and all of a sudden, no, it was lasers. definitely been a cloudy week. Well, right, we it was had, much brighter than it had been. Rain every day for fucking weeks, and I think it was like a pollen aller. I think it was like just the perfect. Trifecta of things that my eyes would Perfect not stand storm. up. I don't think purpose. pollen had anything to do with it. I'm pollen has been far Pollen hasn't been an issue. No, well, it was after the rain, dude. It was the first day of that pollen bloom. Pollen uh, bloom, most likely. I saw. It. <laughs> All I know is it hasn't been a problem since I started taking allergy medicine in the morning. So there you so go. You All right, done, done deal. Done we've, deal. We've, problem we've, solved. Problem solved. Finish that. Okay. All right. Uh, so give me a three more down. minutes of bullshit. Oh really? We got a whole lot. Of, that's well, a lot of bullshit. I don't right, count how many times you guys say done deal this episode. Done deal. I'm gonna say it like probably twice drink every time someone says it so uh yeah other exciting stuff talk to vice news this morning oh yeah i went to new york that was awesome you went to new york that's right yeah that was pretty cool i mean it was like that was that's where you were last week that's why you weren't uh on the show man it's all making sense and that's also when he turned 65 60 ryan he turned 60 on his birthday yeah, yeah, 60s. Come on, gosh. Right. Get, get the numbers right. Get the numbers right. 45, 46. 46. 40. 46. I knew there was a six in there. Yeah, 46. Sixes are good. Sixes are good. You almost got three of them. 
Oh, man. man. So that's awesome. Happy birthday, bud. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I got to treat myself to a midnight haircut, which was kind of well, fun. Pretty good. Not pretty good. For oh, Chinese, not sleepy Chinese guy. It does look like a sleepy story. Chinese haircut. Yeah, It yeah, was yeah. a sleepy Chinese haircut. Actually, it was a woman. Though. The guy was luckily not the one who cut my hair. He, his wife did. But she was, she was sleeping in the back. He was sleeping out in front. So it was like midnight. You don't have much choice. You know, I need a haircut now. But it was, it was all right. And then how was the – you were on a panel? Or you were just there? I, yeah, we had, our own, we had our own little uh, – piece of the puzzle there so we had Warren Edson opening it up for everybody which is good because he's um, you know good person to talk to people about the realities of what, what's coming when you start off with him you, you, sound, you sound like you were the smart bunch of people so it makes you sound it, oh yeah it was the best way to do it you get your lawyer first get them all warmed up and uh, then we kind of had Sean Coleman came in so he you know he's a smart guy he can make every, and he's got good soliloquies speaking. he's got yeah. soliloquies going on right so he, he makes yeah. it all happen and then uh Compliance with uh, Nicole West, so she kind of like got right in their face, and she has her own style, which is funny. No nonsense. No nonsense. Compliance. You know what I mean? So people take it seriously. Is she related to Adam West by any chance? No. Awesome. Nor Jane West or Mike West. So we, we, we've we've covered. So <laughs> Adam's already explored She's her from the West. Tree. Thank you. She's from California. And uh, and then I would come in, kind of, oh, know, and then you give them get confused the hell out of everybody, yeah. little razzle dazzle, <laughs> and then uh, and then done deal, and then done deal, right? Yes. Then no, no, we had, they had JJ, they had JJ Chamberlain actually yeah, that's came. Three. JJ Chamberlain, I'm doing them on purpose for you. I know, you know? that's true. Okay. Can you deal. display a counter over the? Can you overlay a counter? Yeah, that would be good. That would be then it would be a done deal. Is it that's a done? <laughs> or did we just have a done deal, kid? That's five. <laughs> All right. And uh, so then J.J. Chamberlain came in and did the extraction. And uh, yeah, Are they related to Wilt Chamberlain by any chance? No. No. How about no. J.J. from Talk Talk? Not J.J. No, Walker either. not related I'm to J.J. J- no. None of those. People aren't related by first name usually, guys. <laughs> especially usually. when it's like a initials. Not usually, but there's a few times. You never know. You know. Really weird dads who name their kids the same thing. Like, Larry, you know, Daryl and Daryl guys. What's what beeping? Else? What is beeping? Ah. That is a, uh, so what, you're cooking something? Or uh-huh. What's going on? Paul's got the oven going. That's Paul, the... Paul, it doesn't matter. Paul, oh, Paul's taking get... over. Oh, the dead getting... air herpes followed us downstairs. <laughs> Those little... All right, so now uh, I think it's time for uh, an overview of this awesome show we're going to have. You want to start overview? We'll do overview, and then we'll... then the, oh, Kid, if you have it queued up, we'll segue into your favorite segment. Yeah, but first, first we got to do okay. a Yeah, of course. Intros. So we want to intro into the studio... I don't know, you're a little glary, so if you want to lean over slightly to your left. Uh, we have Brandon Coates and his mother in the studio. Angelic is right now what it is. It's yeah, you guys are like radiant. It's like a giant ray of coming down. sun beating down on you. Yeah. Luckily, oh, you sound good. Slightly, sound good. slightly cloudy. Um, <laughs> and you guys may remember, that, may remember Brandon as the Dish Network employee who was fired as a medical marijuana user. And uh, we talked about it on the other show. Uh, I wish Jessica the Cheesecake Lady was here because she'd have a ton to say to you. I don't know if you guys saw that episode. I but see. I wasn't even here for that. That was. That was. It was. A, you yeah. know, Jessica. Basically, she gets basically my, my mom's when friend. Injustice. My mom's friend uh, texted me and she's like, "That woman has potty mouth." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Yeah, that's why she's on." That's the point. That's yeah, her that thing. The, you know, that, we know that. We know uh, that. Yeah, she's an interesting, interesting character. That's for sure. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> Your your case has taken on a lot of interest, and we're going to read this week's news segment, which last week's news segment two weeks ago was was your story. Uh, we're going to do this week's news, and then we're going to talk in detail about you know the details and really how much of an injustice it was. Sure. 
Right on, kid. You ready? <clears throat> yeah. So this I might get loud too. My so favorite segment. Turn this thing down a little bit because the news, news, news. That's not that's, that's my favorite part. You said I get to play my favorite uh, part next, right? Okay. Isn't that, I figured I'd get it out of the way now. Yeah. Done deal. That is what I believe would be six now. I'm just trying to catch you when you're not counting. We'll get you. Pope Francis speaks out against legalization of marijuana and other drugs. And this one's guys, as you were saying, generally a cool guy. No, this pope sucks. What? This pope blows. Because he's not the Greek Orthodox pope. Oh, the best pope was Paul. Was the best. Of course, he was the man. That's he's the pope. Yeah, boo this pope. This pope. After several week absence from the media spotlight, Pope Francis emerged on Friday as a speaker at the International Drug Enforcement Conference in Rome, where he said he was opposed to the legalization of drugs, including marijuana, for recreational use. The scourge of drug use continues to spread inexorably, fed by deplorable commerce which transcends national and continental borders, Francis told conference participants. Attempts, however limited, to legalize so-called recreational drugs are not only highly questionable from a legislative standpoint, but they fail to produce the desired effects. According to him. uh, Well, yeah, not according to science. Newsweek (laughs) wants to know if I want to sign up for Daily Headlines. While Francis has sometimes surprised constituents with with his progressive views on homosexuality, atheism, and capitalism, for example, his stance on marijuana legalization, at least, is at odds with a growing push for it. In December, Uruguay became (laughs) the first country to legalize the drug. Francis is from nearby Buenos Aires, Argentina. That law included regulation of the cultivation, production, storage, sale, and distribution of marijuana, as well as an official registry of users' consumption. So, I don't know, man. Pope, what, what yeah. are you doing? You've definitely, you definitely... He, he, could, he could gain a lot of uh, new uh, followers if he just like... Uh, right. So, so the way I look at it, I mean, it's not like... Step in line. Being the Pope is not like... You, you don't really have to watch what you say necessarily like no, the you president get, does. Right, right, right. right. So, but, but like Adam said, in that aspect, he, he could have somebody who maybe disagreed with him for, about something specific and then they hear, oh, but he's against marijuana. I really like this Pope now. He may, he you may be You think there are that many rights. people who they're like primary Dude. beef in the world is the legalization of cannabis? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Did I, you see that? I mean, well, like hold you, on. Yeah. Play, play the news, 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 because here's what I got for you, though. Because on the other hand, the Dalai Lama announces support for legalizing medical cannabis. Of course he does. Of course. See, that is what a good religious leader does. And that's why the Pope is taking that stand because they're like, man, these people are, you know, smoking cannabis and then they're starting to maybe question their religion or question their beliefs or things like that. Uh, look at the Dalai Lama. He looks blazed as hell in this picture. But that's I mean. He gets high because he's like, Speaking care, at an man. event in Guanajuato, see, I was good with the Guanajuato, Mexico. The Dalai Lama said that he supports legalizing the medical use of cannabis. The Dalai Lama, who's the spiritual leader of Tibetan Buddhism, says that although he doesn't support the use of <laughs> cannabis for recreational purposes, the medical use of cannabis should be the exception. The comments were made in an event held by former Mexico President Vicente Fox, who supports legalizing cannabis for all uses as a means of combating the nation's dangerous drug cartels who make a majority of their profit off of sale. So we need to have a fight between the Dalai Lama and the Pope, and the winner gets to set the the standard. So now I don't know the Pope's stance on medical, and I didn't realize that the Dalai Lama was only making All or none, Mitch. If you're not totally with us, you're against us. So that you're against the Dalai Lama? I'm against the Pope. 
Well, the Dalai Lama is against recreational. He can go right to hell too. <laughs> Damn. On that note, wow. Somebody got up on the wrong side of the hey. I love weed. Weed is my god. Colorado Company Wana Brands creates first ever slow release cannabis. Mitch cannabis doesn't believe capsules. this. Mitch is doubtful of this. I'm not doubtful. I, I just well, when you said I don't think they were the first people to come up with a slow release <laughs> pill, that made me think you were doubtful. No, no, I believe that they've accomplished this. I don't think anyone else in Colorado has, but I have an investor deck from this Israeli group from like a year ago that said they had come up with the same thing. I believe that. Where do you buy yeah, that? Yeah. That would well, these ones you can be buying Colorado. So the, release. Yeah, that well, we're finding out now. A Colorado company says their first of its kind product is making medical marijuana more convenient and discreet. Wanacaps XR, the newest product from Boulder-based Wana brands, are the first ever slow-release cannabis capsules. I was having four to six, four to seven seizures a week, said Hoot Gibson. Gibson was diagnosed in 2009 with multiple sclerosis, an autoimmune disease that affects the nerves, creating, among other things, chronic pain and muscle stiffness. He moved to Colorado for medical marijuana, and while his hands still tremble, Gibson says the pills keep his seizures at bay. I'm one of several medical refugees because it's not available in the state that I'm from, and it's looked down upon. He said, I either had to smoke or I had to have an edible or a vape pen. He's not smoking or vaping anymore, though. I was asked to participate in a patient trial of the WANA caps, and I was very willing to do it because there's never been a sustained release product on the market, he said. They can last up to 12 hours, which is a real game changer for people who have medical issues, said Wana Brand's co-founder, Nancy Whiteman. Whiteman says the capsules are easy for patients to carry and much less noticeable. So rather than getting a real jolt, we're all the cannabinoids. What? I stumbled on cannabinoids? Jesus. There's an L in there? Cannabinoids. Where all the cannabinoids are released at once. Cannabinoids. You know, I had an employee at my store who did that with my last name. I shouldn't have told you. Oh, Shinasana. Shinasana. No. That's not as funny. No, good, good. Mine's done. Did done. You know that. Yeah, yeah, All right. News, news, news. News, news, news. Marijuana research just got a green light from the Obama White House. The White House today lifted a long-standing restriction on medical marijuana research, giving a green light to a growing group of mainstream scientists who are interested in investigating the potential health benefits of pot. Such, such research will no longer have to undergo the review by the Public Health Service a process that is ostensibly meant to ensure the use of scientifically valid clinical trials, but in practice has served as a barrier to launching studies. A bipartisan group of lawmakers and even opponents of legalization had called for the requirement to be lifted. The announcement's a pretty big deal, says Christopher Brown, a spokesperson for Americans for Safe Access, a group that advocates for access to pop for medical research. You have a lot of interest in experimental research on medical cannabis, and this shows that you're starting to see policies aligned with that. The announcement comes a few months after U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy signaled, to the federal, signaled the federal government's shifting thinking on medical pot, telling CBS this morning that preliminary data shows that, quote, marijuana can be helpful for some medical conditions. So big deal still. I think I was just talking to the, someone about this this morning that, you know, it's not uh, we, we part of our tax money goes to doing research, as Cheesecake Lady was saying, but it's all research on how bad this stuff is for you. None of it's about medical benefits of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's always been the case, but I mean, I'm, I'm sure in the next few years they're going to get a lot more independent, uh, not fucking biased right off the bat because all the money's coming from the government stuff, which, right. you know, again, but then they don't take it seriously. That's the only problem about that is that they don't even, 
acknowledge those studies and they only ex- acknowledge the ones that they are backing um go figure imagine that right and imagine then, that and then they're always uh based on uh negative results all right, next one. Pe- Pepper Pot is eyeballing you right now. He's like, gonna oh, jump yeah, 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 yeah. Let's jump over there. That joint. Sorry, Paul. Crackdown on Albanian marijuana village after fatal shooting. You know about the Albanian marijuana village? Oh, yeah. I told you about it. You told me about the Albanian one? I think so. That's the one that was busted last year. No, this is different. This is Albania, dude. That was Albania, too, wasn't it? I don't think so. I think so. Lazarot, Albania? Yes, exactly. That's exactly where it was. Rocket. That's where my friend got to shoot the rocket, I told you. Oh. It's the Loveland of Albania. <laughs> why is it the Loveland of Albania? Because <laughs> it starts with an L. Okay. Not why. You look kind of Albanian. I can, yeah. Wow. You can pass. I can do I it I can't all. believe you yeah. just said that. I've been thinking that since I've known him. Really? Yeah. No. 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 Really? Well, I'm Greek. Do you know any? So yeah, there's, there's, a far off. there's a border between yeah. the two. So, you know, it was like a lumberjack you know, <laughs> in Oregon. <laughs> About 400 Albanian police officers backed up by two army helicopters started to move late Wednesday into a major illegal marijuana growing village after gunmen there fatally shot one policeman and wounded two others. Local media said gunfire was heard coming from the southern village of Lazarat throughout the day, but an associated press photographer heard no shooting in the evening. Pol- uh, police spokesman Gentian Mulai said officers had identified 21 suspects and called on them to surrender, also asking residents and authorities to cooperate. If the armed group responds by shooting, police will eliminate them, a police statement said. Police, quote, are keeping under control an isolated armed group in the village, end quote, said Enerheta Kamani, police spokeswoman in nearby. I'm not going to even try that one. Yeah, police. every year they kind of clear that place out. It was about a year ago. Huh? Whoa. He's, he's done that like six times already. Is <laughs> a car crash over there? What's going on? <laughs> I hope you're making me one. Just one? All that noise. All right, like kid, pull the trigger. Are you hot right there? Would have been worse up top. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Killing each other. We would have died. You would have died. Help out the help out the mic situation there. Marijuana probably. smuggler dies after forty years on the run. Oh man. You know why they found him hiding in that basement with that mad scientist with the f- <laughs> LSD. No, no, this one's this one's uh, this one legit? legit. This looks legit. Yeah, this is legit. This is this appears legit. I think this is legit. Uh, I'm going to read the article and decide if it's legit. <laughs> Crime does not pay unless you are. We don't screen our news it. here on the Adam Dunn show. No, well, we live screen it. That's the. Yeah, it's a live a, show, kid. That's part of the skill. show. Occasionally we get pawned. Occasionally we get pawned. You know, no, we're not getting pawned here. None of these are ridiculous. Man detained outside of Sarnayev sentencing after large knife found. Georgia teen drowns on Weiss Lake in Alabama. Sarnayev as Bobby in This is Atlanta Journal. This is legit. This yeah, is legit news. But the Sarnayev is, is in the Atlanta Journal. Right? Isn't that no? The, it's new. shut up, Mike. Is that not the Boston Bombers? The Sar- Sarnayev or uh, yes, right? Yes, it is. Okay, okay. I'm just I'm okay. Just, just clarifying. Crime does not pay unless you're good so at cranky. it. Looking at today's jail population, it's hard to believe that in the 1970s, the maximum sentence for possessing tractor trailer loads of marijuana was five years in prison. Now it's possible to get life for selling $20 worth of weed. It wasn't always this way. In 1974, marijuana smuggler and alleged fisherman Raymond Grady Stansel Jr. was indicted in Florida after being caught with nine tons of leafy green on the Steinhatchee River in Dixie County. Nine tons of marijuana sounds like a lot. 
But that was only half of what Stansel, then 37, was helping drug dealers move to big cities in the U.S. when he was arrested. The man described as a pirate and a soldier of fortune could also have been described as very wealthy. He had $25,000 in cash on him when he was arrested, receipts for Rolex, Rolex watches, and checks for a Swiss bank account. So, Ballin'. Quick question. So yes. why do they... Why, did you ever notice, or is it just me, that they... Wait, so they say nine kilos, right? Is that what they said? You know, I, it's nine tons, actually, is what they right. said. So, so nine, nine tons, which is 18,000 pounds, right? Yep. Okay, so now how many just... grams is that? <laughs> I don't know. Couple mil. But it's nine tons is what it said? Nine tons. Okay, I was going to say, I thought you said nine kilos, because then they make it seem like nine kilos, but nine kilos is only really, you know, what, 30 pounds or so, yeah, give or nine, take? But it's no, nine, but it's nine tons. Nine tons. Nobody was trying to... 18,000 pounds. I don't think I've ever seen nine tons of dried no. finished butter. 18,000 pounds? Once. Where would you see 18,000 pounds? This guy saw it. That's true. Oops. So I've seen it before on TV. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> burning, usually burning in a big pile. Yeah. So uh, he was granted a $500,000 bond and paid it with a cashier's check. Then he went scuba diving in Honduras. On New Year's Eve, Stancil was reported missing. His girlfriend and other witnesses said he fell off a boat and was never seen again. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Investigators didn't believe the story and actively looked for him for years. They didn't find him until 40 years later when a Tampa Bay Times reporter called and told them the fugitive had died in a pickup truck accident in Australia. Then he was like, what? This story is amazing for a number of reasons and makes me think New York prisoners Richard Matt and David Sweat may be a long way away from the cabin where police say they found DNA. That's so he was in Australia and he actually really He died. was living in Australia as a tour boat operator <laughs> under the name Dennis Lee Lafferty and he seems to have had much trouble and seems to have not had much trouble in starting his new life. He initially tried to sail to Honduras from Honduras to Australia, but his girlfriend got sick so he landed in Venezuela, then he flew to Peru then Tahiti, and eventually North Queensland, uh, which has a climate very similar to Florida. And then in northern Australia, he designed and built a 53-foot sailboat and then a nice home along the river. And in 1987, he started the Daintree River Cruise Center and began offering boat trips on the crocodile-filled river surrounded by a dense rainforest. So are you trying to say this is not the square groupers story? Kadash Kadash is convinced this is the... There were multiple groups smuggling in Florida. You know, there wasn't one operation. I, there's no indication. This here. isn't Platshorn story, though. Okay, so Platshorn and them were not the only people involved in the EZCC really? group. Yes, oh. that was a longer trade that extended. Multiple people were doing that independently. You know what I mean? They were all just kind of like linked up with Rastas and doing it on this side. He was going to Colombia. That was later. Okay, but there were tons of people using those waters. That was one particular bust in that region, but that wasn't, it wasn't like they got the source. Yeah. They, they never caught him with, with a grandma weed. And so it was, there were a lot of these like rogue pirate, probably Jimmy Buffett listening types who just were weed smugglers. You know, that was no a, way. that was a thing. And Every, it, everybody was at a certain moment in time. Yeah, that, yeah, was like, yeah. that was the thing is like now nobody does it because it's like, we're not, not worth it. Not worth it at all. And nobody wants... The sentence was five years. That's what they just said. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Exactly. But this dude, rather than doing the five years, posted bond with a cashier's check and bounced. <laughs> For 40 well, years, that's what you Australia. could do. You couldn't do that now. They would be like, okay, No so way. Post-9-11, that's not Where is this real. money coming from? <laughs> oh, just a little... There you go. I got that handy. Spare cash I have. We just lost all of our Jimmy Buffett listeners. Just want to let you know. Whatever. That's all, right. all two of them, I guess. Yeah. 
All right, give me one too hung over to listen anyways. All right, let's do two more. This one's on the Smokers Club, so I don't know how legit that is. German City decriminalizes cannabis possession, plans to legalize delivery and dispensaries. This is in I heard the city about of Bremen. I heard about yesterday also. The most noteworthy thing here, though, is what is obviously a German magazine article that says it's these two like German girls hugging each other and smiling, and the caption is, at 13, we were Nazis, but then we discovered marijuana, and it has changed our lives. <laughs> the headlines in Germany. So... <laughs> That's that's real. Germany, yes, Germany is one of your one of many European and international nations considering sweeping marijuana reform changes that consist of legalization, decriminalization, and medical marijuana. Ever since Colorado and Washington made the legal power plays, progressive efforts have ballooned and been felt directly in places as far-reaching as Uruguay, Jamaica, and Israel. Spelled totally wrong. The German city of Bremen is the latest example of how powerful marijuana's domino effect has become. Last Friday, Bremen's Social Democrats... And green parties agreed that marijuana possession should no longer be persecuted and that the legal delivery of weed should become legal. The decision paves the imminent way for both dispensaries and delivery services in the town of Bremen. Yeah, no, it's... Have uh, you been in Bremen? Um, no, I don't think so. Bre- uh, Bremenville? No, Bremen. Bremen, <laughs> Bremen, Germany. No. I had a hard time following this story because I was mesmerized by your pronunci- pronunciation of Uruguay. Uruguay? You know, he says Uruguay, like Jamiroquai or something. <laughs> did you say it like Jamiroquai? Uh, maybe I did. Is that in ode wrong to, with it? It's is just that interesting. In ode to Jamiroquai? Uh, hit me <laughs> with one more, kid. playing there this summer. One last, one last thing. Medical study finds dosages on cannibal as edibles are inaccurate. <laughs> what did he even say? Cannibal, cannibal? Cannabis oh. edibles. <laughs> Medical study finds doses on cannabis edibles are inaccurate. This is on Gizmodo. Dude, you can't say anything I will say that has the word canana, cananaboids. You guys never read the news, so we never... No, I know. We let you do it because it's funny. Like, Hey, Mitch, you know what's tricky? How about you go run and jump over a bunch of hurdles? And say words that you say on a daily basis like cannabinoids. And cannabinal. I know. <laughs> it's hard to believe that the, an unregulated industry devoted to getting people high might not be concerned about extreme accuracy in representing their products. But a group of doctors writing in the Journal of the American Medical Association found that most cannabis edibles they tested were stronger or weaker than advertised. Well, that's pretty obvious. So at least this is an issue of poor accuracy rather than pure ripoff strategies, unless you're in Seattle, where edibles were consistently described as having higher doses of THC and CBD than they actually did. The researchers tested 75 products on 49 different brands purchased in Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Seattle. See, they didn't come here because we have laws that really crack down on this shit. Which I don't know how well that's going. Well, uh, we'll find out. We'll find out. We'll find out. I'll tell you right now. What's that? They're not working. They're not working. Edibles are mislabeled, you're saying? I've gotten a few 300 milligram edibles recently that Did were not. probably like zero milligram edibles. Yeah, we won't mention any names, but I mean, it's... No, it's Dixie. Yeah. We'll say that. Okay. Yeah, so it's Dixie. Um, it was Dixie. Everyone, but everyone's not surprised but, to hear uh, that. That's but no, I mean, I mean, it's 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 crazy. I remember when I first moved here before uh, before the people from Chibachu, uh, you know, rebranded and did their whole thing. They got tested in their edibles where, you know, one of them was, could be a, a 15 milligram that read 75, and the other one could be a... 125 milligram that red 75. But that shit never happens with Incredibles. Listen, nope. if you get caught open blasting oh, by yeah, MDD, go straight, straight your, your edibles probably aren't going to be on point. Perfect segue. Yeah. Incredibles edibles. 
Colorado's <laughs> best edibles. The world's best edibles, probably. Cranking them out. Show up. Colorado Recreational Store. Different. Ask them for Incredibles. They got rec versions. They got them. They got the med versions go up to 300 all milligrams. In, all the recs switching over to 100 now. Woo-woo. Yep. Yep. Woo-woo. I got some of the new 50s in stock. 50s? 50s. 50s. Available it doesn't everywhere. make sense to buy 50. Buy 100 and just eat half. If you're really set on eating 50 milligrams, it's yep. like yeah, you six want bucks more. As much concentration as you can in the actual possible piece. Hold on. I just have to say something What's that? really interrupting. In, in the chat room, some new guy just came in and said, Hey, guys, I just got here. Did I miss anything? Did I miss anything important? Uh-huh. And someone said, No. No. Nothing's important. No. no. Thanks. Thanks, Ryan Lyon. <laughs> Nothing no. important. Glad nothing important's been said. Did, we didn't introduce the guests yet. Yeah. We didn't. We, we didn't, haven't started the show the in, in earnest. We've nothing been, important. Nothing's All right. All right. It's, it's cool. sort of true because it would have been bad if he'd said that and we actually had our guests on yet. But since we haven't. And they're, just, they're used to us. They're, just, you know, they're thinking. They're taking them, us for granted. They're going to mix it up. Yes. They're taking us for granted. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, okay, we started an hour late, so everything's all yeah. bamboozled. Bamboozled, and we want to also uh, thank. Right, we way also want to thank uh, Way to Grow, yeah. Colorado's number one grow supplier. I'm pretty sure they're real. still lighting it up. Still lighting it up. Tell Light me up. about the. Tell me about the locations again, Adam, and um, then I'll well, I'll look seven up seven locations. The they have uh, Silverthorne is the newest one. Mm-hmm. So up in the mountains, the Platte River location is their uh, biggest i think their downtown and their biggest location that's where concentrate corner is too right and that is where concentrate corner is and then they've also got the gun barrel shop which is i think ryan's favorite shop to go to because they've got some sort of like candy or something i mean they all have candy they all have these guys like the candy basically it's it's all about the candy i love the candy at way to go it could be about the light pretty much everybody i talk to is like yeah they got good candy i'm like man it's just candy guys it's gone a little if it was incredible if it was incredible candy i'd be really stoked of course no because but when then you go to Way to Grow, it's yeah. like you're usually pretty pretty stunned anyway. So you're like, oh, candy. Way to Grow is a great shop. Yeah, you should go awesome. there. Uh, they've also got uh, see Boulder, Fort Collins, uh, old school. That's the original shop, right? The Fort Collins shop. It's Fort Collins is old school. Yeah, old school original. And then uh, they've also got the Colorado Springs. And uh, if you're in Colorado, the there's Street. probably a Way to Grow near you. Pretty close. Yep. And if you really had to, they might be able to deliver, but it's not a big thing. Yeah, not really. Yeah, they're not in delivery anymore. Unless, unless you're doing some, a very, very large project. Probably. But what, either way, no matter what you're buying there, make sure you say Adam Dunn Show at the end because they Definitely. will hook it up with 25% off and you're not going to get that price. I don't care how long you've been using an account there. I don't, know how, I don't care how many commercial purchases you've done. You'll get hooked the F up. Uh, also, we've got to give a big, big shout out to Build the Soil. We're going to bring Jeremy, Jeremy on today Jeremy to Soil. talk about a lot of his new stuff. Um, so... Kid, make sure you're ready on the ones and twos for when that happens. Oh, we're gonna we have we have both mics on for our first guest. We'll I know, I know, yeah, no, I, we're gonna do it later. We're gonna transition, um, and uh, just threw me off there talking about that. Come on, AU extracts, of course. That's right. Do you, have you talked to them recently, Adam? I have actually. What? Tell me, tell me what's new with AU. Um, AU. I like this. Hey, you, what's it, going on? It works where it, it, the name works great in New York. I figured that out. I was like, what's the name of your co- what's the name of the company? <laughs> AU. They're like, hey, I like that. AU. Hey. Then they then they then they get it. Oh. Then they get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, but they're uh, setting up shop up here. They're working with Dark Horse, doing a little bit of collabs and stuff. They're gonna be uh, well, working with all the good people. I think that's what we like to hear. Yeah, and that's important stuff. And then you know they they're already cranking out in Oregon right now. I think they're in like they're over 30 shops right now, so pretty much covering the uh, the gamut they can there. They're in Eugene, so I guess they're probably easy to find in that actual town, but all over, I think. Nice. Portland. Nice. So 
Heady cool. Glass Capital of the United States of America. Yeah. Eugene. Uh, also, we got to give a huge shout out to Dark Horse Genetics. That's what right. you just mentioned. How big? Huge. As bigger than you, Mike. Huge? Huge. Sure. Huge money. Uh, Dark Horse always has some crazy shit popping off. Download the app. That's the best way to stay connected with them. They got it on Google Play. They got it on an iPhone. You can just go to their website, darkhorsegenetics.com. And uh, they're doing their Tommy Chong collabo. So much stuff going on. Vending machines in their stores. You, you don't want to deal with a bud tender? Go to Dark Horse. They just updated the website. They got all kinds of info about their gardens, about their breeding. Just everything you might be interested in. You can just go to darkhorsegenetics.com. What's Check that, him out. What's that new current thing he came out with? Another new banner backcross or something? I mean, he, he keeps backcrossing that banner's banner. Is the Banner's Revenge? Well, no, he's talking about Banner 1.0, which is the Strawberry Diesel F3. He brought that back to the banner. So he brought made like a real strawberry version of it. That's available on the website. You can buy the seeds right there, and he's carrying a few different seed lines as well. You can click right on store, buy seeds right off darkhorsegenetics.com, delivered to you. Um... And Who it. else we got to shout out? I, I feel like we got one more. Um, have I we mean, done Delta Pep- Soil? He's, yep. in, he's coming in. Pepper Pop didn't, for not bringing me my hibiscus. What's <laughs> up, man? You just keep looking yeah, at he's me. he's drinking, drinking his hibiscus He's drinking now. like four in front of me, and I said, bring me one, and you just... They're really you, good. I, yeah, I didn't want one then when I had a huge coffee in my hand. I don't want to triple It tastes up. like you're, going, you're drinking a, like a florist. <sighs> what a like jerk. A Kool-Aid. What right when you walk into a florist that's... Yeah, that really smell floral punch. smell. Yeah, yeah, botanical. Botanical. But, uh, I think that's about it on our shout-outs. No, we uh, we'll figure more. it out. Who, who we got, got shop.hoodlabstore.com. Of course. Number <laughs> one number one spot for all your Hoodland gear, Adam Dunn Show merch. So, again, shop.hoodlabstore.com. Uh, yeah. launching some new THTC gear soon, so everyone can get some new T-shirt stuff. Hey, everyone in the chat room who thinks a kid is a tool, he just kind of stepped up and gave Adam his plug. Yeah. There you go. See? Who thinks you're a tool? I don't give a shit. Nobody would Bike's ever. defending you, kid. Oh, right? no, I know. I've wow, big brother bike coming yeah, in. I don't care. Triple B. The right. Triple B balance. All right, on that note, let's get on with the show. Let's. We got so happen. much. We got guests in studio. They're backing up. We they're, got, all getting, they're getting all yeah. grumpy. That's Take hot. seats, please, guys. Relax, relax. You're making me uncomfortable now. You think? <laughs> all right, but we do have, at long last, and we thank you for your patience, Brandon Coates in studio. Um... Dude, very, very actually, you know, it was good. A lot of people got. I, mean, I told a few people what was going on yesterday, and they were just like, "Damn!" Like, and actually, I'm glad we waited because we had like 72 people before, and now we have 101. So, All right. we definitely have people. The hundred live mark. And if we have 100 live, that usually breaks a thousand by the time I get home. So that's good. Um, so on that note, I mean, we introduced you via your news story. Uh, you know, recently. You were terminated from your job for your medical marijuana use. When was that? Uh, this was in 2010. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, actually, I, uh, I've been working at this network for three years. Kids on it. Yeah, I've been working there for three years. I got hired in 2007. And, uh, uh, was there a pre-employment drug screen? Yeah, there was. And you passed that, obviously. Yeah, I wasn't actually smoking at that time. Okay. And, uh, well, my spasms, my muscle spasms, I don't know if you've seen me have one. That was, like, pretty minor. But uh, my muscle spasms, you know, they, they're they're getting really bad when I was at work. And my medication really wasn't working anymore. So, you know, my doctor recommended, you know, using uh, marijuana. And so I tried it, and uh, it was, like, instantly my muscle spasms went away. It was, like, instant, like, that second. 
and it was great. I could sleep, I could work, I could do everything. I just, you know, I'd sit nice and calm like I am right now, as opposed to fighting my body constantly when I'm sleeping, when I'm trying to work. Um, yeah, so, so I was like, it was great. I was like, this is a miracle. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and do this. I'm not. There's no way I'm gonna stop this. I'm gonna live my life. <clears throat> excuse me. Live my life like spasming all the time. Uh, so, so I started using that. Obviously, I wasn't going to tell them. I knew it was a controversial subject. I'm not just going to go say, "Hey, you know," say, "Hey, well." As happy as you were about it, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, like I want to keep my job. I need a paycheck, you know. So, yeah, well, uh, around uh, well, you know, I worked there for actually six months, and uh, or actually for six months before they promoted me up to their uh, to their commercial department, and I worked there for two and a half years. I was getting good, good, uh, you know. Uh, uh, Performance reviews, yeah, good performance reviews, and I was always in the top five percent as far as uh, handle time, and always had really good uh, uh, QAs and stuff like that. Um, but 2010, I came in, and my supervisor he was like, uh, "Well, they want to talk to you in the human resources." And so I go up there, and they have a big sign on the door that says "random drug tests." I'm like, "Oh, great, this sucks." So, so I go in there and I tell the girl, and I'm like, "You know, I'm not going to pass this. You know, I'm not going to pass this test." And she's just like. Well, I, I just work here. I don't know, you know. So I waited a couple of days. The, the lab called me that well, one morning. And uh, so I, they're like, you know, you didn't pass the test. So I go in that day, and I go up to the uh, human resource office, and I talk to the human resource manager. And she was like, you know, uh, we've never had this come up before. And uh, she's like, she took a copy of my uh, medical marijuana card, and she's like, you know, we're going to talk to the higher up and figure out what we're going to do with this. And so I, they let me work there for actually two more weeks. You know, they talked to my supervisor, my manager. They all gave me good appraisal and everything. And none of them, there was no indication at that time that they were like, oh, man, this is really bad. No. People, people understood that. They were real open use. about it. Like, yeah. it might, like, it might be cool. Like, you know, like, hey, we might be able to keep you employed and stuff because, you know, I had done so good. And, uh, yeah, and, they, yeah. and they'd certainly had people that, that uh, failed the drug test. Yeah, right. It wasn't, right. It wasn't but they had to. never had anybody that had the medical marijuana card. Right, right, right. failed right. the drug yeah. test. And then they didn't know what to do, so they waited for two weeks because. Right. And they actually they gave me a couple, they asked me questions a couple times. and uh, Basically, so, so yeah. they were interested in finding out more. It wasn't just like, <laughs> right. oh man, you or failed, they, you're uh, gone. Or, right. they, or they wanted to build it. And they say they have a zero tolerance policy. If you have a zero tolerance policy, you wouldn't even be asking that question. They would, you would escorted say, them you're gone. Yeah. They would say at that moment, you're gone. But they, but that was always their defense. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, so, so after two weeks, you know, I come in. It was a Monday, and I have a little card that opens up the door. And I swipe it on the, on the strip, you know, and the door doesn't open. And, like, you know, a couple minutes later, the security guard's there. And he's like, they want to talk to you up in human resources. So I go up to human resources, and she's like, you know, yeah, we're going to terminate your employment. She wanted me to sign a piece of paper saying I agree with why they fired me. I'm like, yeah, right. I'm like, do I have a job? No. Uh, I'm not signing that piece of paper then. And it was that day, actually, that I uh, went. I was, I was kind of ticked off, you know. So I went and found a lawyer that day. And uh, he kind of put together a game plan, like, over a year. Because he had so, far, so, many, you know, so much time to file the lawsuit. He wanted to make sure he had everything, like, taken care of. And, uh, yeah, he went ahead and filed the lawsuit about a year later. And uh, it's gone through the courts for the past four years now. And. Just went to the Supreme Court, Colorado Supreme Court, and unfortunately we lost. But what I do think is that uh, before before my case came up, nobody was talking about you know employment and how we've made this law and how that's going to affect affect employment. Uh, my you know my my case has brought that to light. Absolutely. 
And so now, of course, I got to ask: Do you have any intentions or plans of trying to take this to the U.S. Supreme Court to overrule the Colorado Supreme? Well, Court? Well, the thing is, is that the, the decision through the, the Colorado Supreme Court was based on federal law. Um, first of all, the Supreme yeah. Court is never even going to hear this case. Yeah. Of course, they wouldn't even take it. No, yeah, they wouldn't, they wouldn't even, even take, take it. it. And they're not going to tell the Colorado Supreme Court that they made the wrong decision yeah. about their own state laws, right? Because yeah. then it's going to make us and everything that we're working for right. here look bad mm-hmm. if we can't even agree on that subject here, mm-hmm. right? I've had two experiences with uh, employment and drug tests in Colorado. I, I, I haven't lived here, lived here my whole life. I'm from Massachusetts. I've been here about seven years. <clears throat> well, the first, literally the first job I had when I moved here was a painting contractor working for a company painting houses. And my, my 11th day of living here, uh, I got injured on the job. I cut my hand open pretty bad on a sink. And... They sent me right to the emergency room, had me uh, checked out, stitched up, call, called me to make sure I was okay, do I need anything, here's some cash for your prescriptions, which I never experienced before. And they were super, you know, they, they wanted to make sure I was okay. Whereas, uh, and then I got, I got paid, they paid for all my physical therapy, they paid me whatever the uh, un- unemployment was, um, and I got a nice check at the end, I know it was $5,000, but it was crazy treatment i'd never experienced that years go by i have another job here where i got hurt on the job working in a warehouse and they sent me right to the doctors and the first thing they wanted was a urine test and i was like uh okay <laughs> uh, what do you say I, I was in shock because right. i didn't see it coming and then uh, about a week later i got a call from human human resources saying well, what they did say to me which is interesting and this was this is six years ago they say, you came up positive for marijuana. Do you have a medical marijuana card? And I didn't at the time. Uh, so I was terminated. So those are, those are my two experiences. Um, I wonder how that would have went if you did have one. That's what I was thinking, too. And I, it's but never, it's interesting that in your case, which it never even happened even after that. Yeah, yeah they, it, wasn't, it wasn't out. So continue well, telling your story. Sorry. You know, it was, it was really crazy because it was, it was like one of the biggest corporations. That's what really brought my story into light. I mean, it's Dish Network and... Uh, yeah, and it's the first medical marijuana employment case ever. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. You know, now I'm now I'm just getting out. I mean, I'm doing a lot of interviews. I want to get into be you'd be more of an activist and doing things like that. Uh, that's the other thing that's interesting to me too, on, on a few levels. First, that you know, you weren't an, you weren't very outspoken when you were. It's not like do you. I guess my question is, do you think it was truly a random drug test, or do you think that they suspected something so they tested you? Well, they, they had a sign on the door that said "random drug test." So, sure, it always. And says I that. mean, there's no reason for them to suspect me. I was never that, intoxicated at work, and, and you, know? you, were, you weren't intoxicated. I, I at showed work. up and I did a good job. I mean, there, there was absolutely no reason for them to think that you know that I was on drugs or any kind. And you weren't an outspoken and, a, uh, activist or anything. You weren't showing up with a pot leaf on your shirt or anything like that. No, I couldn't even have done that if I if I wanted to. Right. Yeah. Right. So what about now you must be at work and I, I worked at call centers before we used to just go out to the car and smoke bowls and our brakes and stuff. I'm sure that probably happens still nowadays. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, not you, but I'm saying I'm you sure must, you must take you know, yeah, I'm, you see, I'm sure there are people who go out and take right. up on the when break. You work I'm, at a place. You, you kind of have an idea who does what and stuff. I think sure. So. You know, you could probably, you know, the person walking down the hallway kind of smells like, right. Yeah. Right. But that wasn't me. My like, like that, that wasn't like that, that was me. There. Not like that yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Well, like my my hands don't work. You know, I, it's not possible for me to even load my bowl or sure. roll my joint or light it or anything like that. You know, so yeah. And even if I had somebody to do I, I, that, just, that just wasn't who I was. Sure. Right. Right. So 
in that context. Well, my, just my whole point was it must be frustrating knowing that all those other people when are smoking and you're getting called in for a uh, r- random drug test. Well, it's, you know, that's like I said, I was angry. I was under the impression that we had passed the law, you know, even though as controversial as I knew it was, that, you know, that, that we're allowed to smoke, uh, med- you know, marijuana for medical reasons. Sure. If our doctors say it's okay, you know, so... And it's one thing coming into work um, impaired, but he wasn't coming into right. work impaired. And, and, well, but THC in the system is another thing. Of course. And, and, and as we know, well, it lingers. It's not, know? Is it impairment that it makes him stop shaking? Oh, no, it's the opposite of it. It's actually right. 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 impaired when you're under the influence. It's actually performance enhancing exactly. the situation. Yeah. But, they, but, but they, their attorney kept on saying he crossed the threshold with THC in his body. Period. Well, so at how first they were trying to, at first they were trying to suggest that I was actually coming to work impaired. And just because their idea of he's uh, a user, yeah, they kept on no. saying he's a user. He's under the influence. That's I, crazy. Uh, I need okay. to move. Yeah, hot. yeah, it's really hot right here. He's right in the sun. Oh yeah, let's 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 make that happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the jerk man stealing all the cool. All the shade. Thanks, man. Typical. Is that more comfortable for you? There's one tree. He's under it, laying there, taking up all the shade. Ooh, you guys need to get that air conditioning fixed. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Well, like I said, in that little room, it would have been twice Yeah, that thing's high. a sweat box. Usually, it would have been a triple sweat box. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. So, um... So Sorry now, about that. The sun just got on me. I was like... I don't, I don't sweat, so I just overheat. I uh-huh. get hotter and hotter and hotter. Yeah, so I got to watch out with, you know, how hot I get. Yeah, 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 for sure. So um, I, what I was saying is that it's, I think it's interesting, and, and you're not the only case that we've, you know, met where all of a sudden someone's persecuted for a, a, a cannabis use that most people would, I think, consider very valid, you know, a legit medical cannabis use. And everyone, everyone agrees, even the U.S. government at this point. Um, and, and I think a lot of people didn't really read into it. A lot of a lot of people were no. like, that guy's crazy if he thinks he's going to keep his job. Well, the but then they would the, like, if you actually read into it, you're like, oh, well, maybe there's a real validity here. And then you're like, as right. A, you know, and I read blogs and, you know, people don't even see my picture or read my story. They just hear, you know, man uses marijuana, you know, for medical reasons. And they're like, judged. They're like, they're like, yeah, well, he just wants to get high. He just wants to get stoned. Right. But, you know, if you read my story and see my picture, I mean, that's why my lawyer took my case. My, my need is visible it's visible you could sure. see it right so um and his job was far from being a hazardous job and i can certainly see hazardous right, jobs not we're not saying anybody should be able to come to works work high or thc in their system but he was working in a freaking call center yeah yeah right right and uh and doing and like i said doing a good job so there's no uh so i have a question no performance reasons there if you the decision if the decision had come down in your favor how would you feel about going back to work for them now um well after all that's been done i think well you know i do need a job and but the way that they have been and i wouldn't want to work for them I anymore can't blame oh you. hell yeah. no <laughs> uh, yeah no yeah. puts Thanks. a bad door yeah. they uh, actually uh, it was after my uh, after the appeals court or was it the first court that it went through after the they were trying level. yeah they were trying to get uh 40 some thousand dollars in legal fees for me from me from you. They sued from him me. for $40,000 for legal fees. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's and nice. was awarded that. Yeah, and they actually went to another court where they dropped it down to 12000 
But then uh, we brought it to the next. Or was it? Court of Appeals the next? then just eliminated it. Yeah, and no. then they just they, so they they said, that's ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That, is, that is totally because they you said it's like a frivolous lawsuit, and it's like no, it's not. No, it's no, absolutely it's, not a frivolous it's legitimate. lawsuit. Yeah, like I said, you you could see my disability. That's why that's why my lawyer took it. So, yeah, yeah. and and so it's interesting that someone who with this completely legitimate use who never should have been messed with got persecuted, and now has become your as you said becoming more outspoken. Probably right. looking into it more and becoming more of an advocate, and yeah, you know, well, call center work is like, like, like out of the question for me now. Like, I go to a job interview, and they're like, you know, why did you get fired? Well, I got fired because you know I was using medical marijuana, and uh, you know, I I, I got in a lawsuit with my employer. That makes me not employable mm. through a company like that. I mean, there's there's not many jobs I could do. I mean, you give me a phone and a computer, and I could do. Whatever you could do with that, you know. Yeah. That, that's that's about it. So, yeah. Well, on that note, I think we have a uh, – it's not going to be the same kind of job. It's not going to be as big as them. we got about an hour a week gig for you to try to help – to try to give you something to do. We need – we, uh, you know, the kid gets out, hops on his bike and gets out of here after the show. But we need someone to post those episodes. They never get posted. Nice. It's, I could show you how to do it. It's all just basic computer work. All right. And uh, You get your uh, – Air conditioner fix. Oh, you don't have to. You do it from <laughs> wherever down. you want. Man. I'll be you back in September. Yeah. Yeah, you can do it from home. You can yeah, do you do home. it from wherever you got some AC, buddy. We'll right. Oh, you yeah. can do it from cool. home. Yeah. 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 No, I'd be totally down. Hell yeah. Because uh, honestly, and we, we, and we do drug tests, but you know, you know, right. it's, 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 it's the other way. It's the other way. It's the opposite style of drug testing. I'll probably pass that one. Right. There, there's Pretty no much. THC in your system. Sorry, I just don't think you're yeah, gonna. I don't think you're qualified. Exactly. You're way too low. You're like that's not enough. That's exactly right. right. Exactly. <laughs> only, only you haven't smoked in a week. What are you? <laughs> well, right now, man, we want to wish you the best of luck in your continued. Yeah, no, are no, you doing an interview out, today? Know? What's that? You're doing a like real media interview today. You're doing yeah, proper no. ones now with air conditioning. With real air, media. Yeah. With We're air conditioning. Media. With air conditioning. Yeah. Going to the uh, Denver Post actually. Denver uh, Post has air conditioning. They don't, so that's, that's they don't have air conditioning. I've actually been on the front page of their other newspaper. Now, were you born and raised in Colorado? Yeah. Oh, really? So you're the the real deal. You didn't move here for yeah. See, this, so there's, no. so there's like, like you're the people that the law was made for right, to start with because right, right. you're per- Colorado in need. I, right. I, it couldn't yeah. get more ridiculous and yeah. more unjust. Been, and they had a really good chance to just sort of show that they have a sort of soul, I guess, as a company, which they don't. You know, as we knew. I mean, the thing is, all corporate companies like that, they don't. It's like almost like when you go to a club, and uh, they won't let you in, and it's like for some reason or another. And you just try in all your angles, and it's like watching other people go through, and then it's just like it's the guy's mind's changed at that moment, and it's done. Like he can't change, he can't go back because his brain only works in. But I, I don't think anyone here's following that. I'm telling you, it's just the same, same mentality. Thing. It's just like one way. Like once That's people like click key. their mind, it's like and like corporate has that built in. So oh it's yeah, like yeah. they made their decision. It's no change. Yeah, and it's just like and they don't take responsibility, and it's like you go like wow, it's just you know the classic where. It's not their fault. It's the next guy's fault, and then not my call, man. Sorry, and, and I like you, but not my call. And then it's the kid's fault. And well, it's mostly the kids. It's, <laughs> it's going to always. That's be where the it usually fault. comes down to is it's the kids' fault. Shit rolls downhill, but I don't know. It tell does. You. That's I guess. Hey, guys, don't don't forget to hashtag your pictures of weed and dish network. Yeah, that's any picture you post yes. on social media yes. of cannabis. And be, sure, and be sure to cancel all your dish subscriptions. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you have a dish exactly subscription. Why. Yeah, tell them why. And if for if some you need reason. service, make sure you tell, tell them why you're canceling. When you heard Comcast, I think it's number. That's all you need to tell them. Yeah, yeah no. Now, that quit. is one question I have before you leave. Is this, this is something now that essentially everybody who works for Dish TV is aware of, right? Like, everybody oh, knows. Sure. If they watch TV, they're aware of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And if they watch the news or any media of any sort, yeah. I've seen it on Yahoo, MSN, Google, 
Oh, it's all over the place. Worldwide. Yeah. Do you it's see it. any stories that you're really excited about? You told us there are some that you're just like, oh, man, this is lame. They're not really portraying it correctly. Have you seen some stories that you really were felt did your story justice? Oh, actually, most of them, yeah. I've, I've been pretty, uh, you know, everybody's been, the media's been really supportive. You know, besides Fox News, you know, I'm a... Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you're not going to get much from them. Nobody's really taking that too And Actually, the local Fox actually did a good story on me, too. It's just the uh, national Fox News that yep. makes it not look so good. Yeah. Well, they, they got to do their thing. Yeah. yeah. But we got to do our thing, and we're glad you're right. on our side. And, and Yeah, no, I'm glad that you guys, advocate. you know, give me a stage here to put my story out. Well, and I'll, and I'll tell you, man, that as far as the activist community, the grassroots community in cannabis, it can be, as I'm sure you're already discovering, a weird situation navigating that world and finding the right people. And well, our biggest hope is to be yeah. able to share some of those resources with you by getting your story out to our audience, man. Yeah, it just seems like we have... This group here and this group there, we like need to all get together and you know be activists all together and get stuff really, uh, really changed. I mean, yeah, I mean, we even have just people on the chat room right now just saying, "Hey, you know, I feel for this guy. I lost my job over a charge that happened 13 years ago. I just lost my job due to a felony marijuana charge that happened 13 years ago." Oh. So I mean, it's uh, come on. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Stuff has to change. I mean. Well, yeah, and that's and that that was the one thing that came out of the first wave of the whole legalization, where they were starting to like look at the way they could save money and just dropping cases, and it was like, yeah, this is the way it's got to go. But then it kind of like that kind of petered out. It didn't last very long, and they didn't really go deeper, and they didn't let people out that actually should be let out. And so I think it's at this point where we can kind of uh, hopefully push forward. And I mean, this case, I. I hope that it'll be only a few years before we say, oh, this is ridiculous. It's, it is, because if you think about it, like, look, Colorado isn't the only state with medical marijuana. We have 20-some states. You're talking probably a couple million people who use marijuana for medical reasons. Are we saying that we have a couple million people who are just unemployable? We just, You just have to sit home and watch Jerry Springer all day? I mean, what, what's up with that? Or our show. We're, well, on, we're yeah, on in the middle know, of the day for those people, too. Yeah, you, watch yeah. all hundred, you can watch all those episodes over and over and over again. But uh, no, they, it's the same with driving and, then like, and like the way they make it kind of like they pigeonhole you into a situation where you're like, if you're over five nanograms, you can't drive technically because you could get pulled over and they could test you. And if you're sitting around at 15 all the time because it's just residual you're in your a daily system, user, yeah. like you're going to sit at home and like, well, I guess I can't drive today. I'll drive tomorrow because I might be lower. You know I mean? It's like not going to happen because yeah. and then you're going to sit home and smoke all day and keep their levels <laughs> super high. <laughs> no doubt. So that's a sort of the same idea. Like if you really went by the rules that they're trying to dictate, and everybody who uses medical marijuana is pretty much can't drive their car, which means they can't have a job. Which can't have a job, they, can't they, drive they, your it car. It kind of goes down the road. You know, they're like, yeah. okay, well, basically, then they're all unemployed, and then what are we going to do? You know, so. yeah. yeah, but I, I see a lot out on social media, too, um, people saying anybody on public assistance should be drug tested. It's like, okay, now what are they supposed to do? Right. And, and again, this right. case sets precedence yeah. for a lot of standards. Yeah. Are medical users exempt from standard drug testing policies? And, and unfortunately... They took a really ignorant stance. Uh, legally, you know, Jessica broke it down and said how ridiculous it was, but just it's not it's, it's not it, justice. It did bring the subject out, though. I mean, it is being talked about. Oh, well, sure, you got we're it. sitting here talking about it right now, so yeah. it's, it, you know, it, it's out and it will change. It's just a matter of when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, we we thank you and applaud you for your role in it. You yeah. know, how, however, unfortunately, it fell upon you. You know, yeah. you've clearly seized the opportunity, sure. and, and yeah. you're uh, standing up as a voice of change. And you know, that's uh, that's what we love. Right. Give me, yeah. give me, an, give me an applause. Oh, it's really big out here. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Right on, right on. 
All right, guys. So. Well, I'm gonna actually get out of here. Yeah, yeah man. Thank you. Thank you, right, thank you for making it. Hey. Get yeah. into some air conditioning. Thank yeah, you so much for coming like, down. Yeah. Get some lunch. Some you know, maybe a drink. And yeah. There you go. Yeah. Do your thing, brother. Yep. Thank all you, right. and good yeah. luck on all your media appearance upcoming. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Tell Larry King we say hello. Yeah. Tell Larry King we say hello. <laughs> yeah. Chat room's all clapping for you too, man. Nice right one. on. And we have your contact info. We'll definitely reach out to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Put it up we'll there. Get it out there. Cool, cool. We can rotate the hot seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super hot seat. Actually, yeah, yeah. it's a little cooler than it was. Sorry yeah. about the, the sun. Uh, we, we, see, we blanketed the it's, sunlight. It's, did you like my technique up there? You did that? I did that. You're the man. I made kid, the kid oh. get up and do that. I was like, we have to keep them from melting. Luckily, we didn't know that he couldn't sweat. That even made it come, on, come transition in. Yeah, yeah. Hop on a mic. We got two mics, two guest mics. We'll get the two guest mics going. Whoa. Sliding into third base. Boom. <laughs> right on. Hop on the mic. Get right down to it. Bam. Go, go, go. Go, you're ready. Hi, Jane. Can you hear me? Hi. We can hear you. We can hear you. You want, to, you want to talk into the long side of the Talking the long side? Cool. Go. Sideways. Like yeah, part of the cup. So the acoustics in this place are amazing. Uh, yeah, amazing. Overly amazing. You have so to get right in tight. So yeah. one of our first shows as a band was actually here. Oh, nice. Really? Yeah. It was the best set. I want to record an album here. It's really cool. I think cool. it's a real weird place. We like our studio better, but we're down here now. We're, totally. We're doing it. We're doing it. So... Uh, Give us an overview. Yeah. Come on. Give Go us an intro. intro. Slide right in. Are you intro. Intro. Well, it's a segue slash intro. Segway. I don't know who these guys are, so why don't you introduce go. them? No, dude. You don't know? <laughs> I'm just going to stare here awkwardly. Yeah, that's how we, we were. That's like how we like that's it. That's how we're we like it. We're like stoners. Contact. That's a stoner thing. Stoners Not introducing can't, you to can't your friends. In, I told you why, because you don't want them to jump your contacts. Yeah, that's that's, why, that's you exactly might, right. And what? You know that's guy? But that's oh, here. It's yeah. Colorado. It's not, it doesn't like matter. That. It's no. ingrained no. in your Because they're going to get them. It's like they're going to get your contacts. It's reptilian blood that just runs through you. That's like, don't let them jump my contacts. What? Never mind. Can't tell you. It's too complicated. I understand what you're saying. Boom. Take it away. We're smoking and eating after a heavy session. No, that's so, so. So you just want me to talk about myself and what we're doing? Yeah, yeah. that's easy. Interesting. Wow. And then, we'll, then, we'll, then we pepper it off. You kind of put you on the spot a little. Yeah, no, yeah. I love being on the spot. Get you on yeah. awkwardly yeah. there. And then no, we'll... I have no problem being awkward. It sort of comes naturally. Yeah. Um, so I am the CEO of Waste Farmers, there we're a sustainable agriculture company. Kind of think about us like a family of brand of think about us like a family of brand of think about us like a family of brand of think about us like a family of brand of think about us like a family of 